The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Previously on Lonely Boys. The last thing my mother ever wanted was for me to be an actress, let alone live in New York City. So I applied to Juilliard behind her back. Now, well, she thinks I'm busy rushing sororities in Michigan State. And I'm actually here, taking classes going by Lola. Just working jobs like this one to make men's meet. But what about you? Are you acting out here? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, I, I got cast in this one part. Uh someone named Charlotte Rhodes. And and it paid really well, but it took a lot longer than I expected, and it was way more complicated than I thought. And now I'm just waiting for this old lady to fucking die so I can take her money, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Has anyone ever told you how much you guys look alike? I mean, you're both so hot, too. I mean, you could almost be sisters. My mom used to say the same thing. You remember her, don't you, Nate? You used to... Banger? <laughs> no, no, I don't remember her. Not really. Nope. Never never seen Carol's her name? No, have no idea who she is. And also didn't realize how late it was getting, so not, not suspicious at all. I'm just gonna get out of here. You know, we should exchange numbers. Oh, we shouldn't! Okay. She's she is gone. <laughs> She's way gone. Goodbye. <laughs> all right. Well already, who are you talking to? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say an apology is in order after all your I'm not comfortable in your world talk, don't you? Because you know this one person who is not really in my world at all. Don't you think I deserve an apology here? Because you totally knew someone yeah, at my right. party. You're right, Nate. You're right. You always were right. I stand corrected. I should apologize to you for all this, but why was Ivy Dickens here anyway? <laughs> oh, she's actually my friend's cousin. Her real name is Charlie Rhodes. I'm sorry. Real name? Yeah, you didn't know? Let me mansplain it to you really quick. <laughs> Apparently, her mom is a crazy woman down in Florida who made her go by the name Ivy Dickens growing up. With no, let me give you no explanation as to why her mom made her go by Ivy Dickens. That must have been when you knew her. But after last spring, when she moved, she moved here to live with her family. She got to go by her real name, and that name is Charlie Rhodes. Yeah, that's not weird for you at all, right? <laughs> no, I feel I feel better than I did before. Honestly, I feel great. Wow, now give me that tip, Nate. <laughs> wow. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 5, Episode 16 of Gossip Girl, Crossroads. I'm not here by myself. I'm here with the guy who ripped off his idea for Lonely Boys Theater from the Upright Citizens Brigade. It's Brendan Ruppel. Hello. I'm your co-host, of course, the creepy uncle of podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Diddly Hodo Cream Nation, recording live with us from the Creamatorium. I'm the editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly, Dr. Office Cream reporting for duty. Cream, yes, cream. Cream, yes, and cream. And a.k.a. all creams are bastards. Hello. So, uh, yeah, I didn't know. You must have seen this episode before since you stole stole UCB's idea. That was my idea, right? It's, it's been so long now that I forget like where all these things are, are originated. I guess that's only the only segment. Really yeah, that was really your idea. Have. Okay. We have that, and then we have our your idea. comedy fan segment now has become. 
comedy comedy fan review of the week. Although I didn't pull a comedy fan review this week. Oh, spoiler um, later on. Yeah, everything else everything else was me. You just brought that one ripped off idea. <laughs> okay, killing it. Now, Brendan, we're it's not just the two of us. Anyone watching the video can see that luscious hair in the oh, third yeah. box, and they if it's Those been a while locks. since they've seen, they may be saying, "Who who is that?" It's someone who's no stranger to the Lonely Boys. Someone who has now been on more times than anyone except for Scally. Please welcome the second member of the Six Timers Club. It's Sam Stanish. Sam, welcome back. Hello. Oh my god. Wait, okay. I, wait, is this a video getting released? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> to your patrons or something. <laughs> uh, it's, it's to just a, a few uh, friends of mine. I just texted them the video. Mostly my dad. <laughs> sorry, for, sorry for not. Sorry. For, okay, as, as you may know, uh, I am behind on Lonely Boys. However, good news for fans of me catching up on Lonely Boys. I only have three episodes left of Freedom to catch up on before I get back and before mm. I start my binge listening of Lonely Boys. Good. Are you getting ahead of Where, me, berating you, you for not being a current listener. <laughs> Very smart. Do you? Uh, well, you always. Have. Do you remember? <laughs> you, do you remember where you left off? Um. Sometime right at the, uh, like sometime right before my previous appearance. Okay. Okay. So some somewhere in, in season four, uh, diehard die fans of uh, of Sam listening to Lonely Boys will will be thrilled <laughs> to know that you're, you're going to get back to it soon. It's kind of um, crazy how many have appearances you, uh, you have. Have you, we haven't you, seen you in so long, and it's, of course, guy's going to beat you. You're, you're like the highest, I guess, ranked person. That's not <laughs> of a course, guy's uh, going to beat you. Of course, but <laughs> so, you I, assume that at, at any point. Someone could drop out, and then Scally could also not be able to do it. And then I right. think there's a third person between me and the appearance. So Mel, know, yes. there, there could be a lot of things that happen that change. The sub-roster, who is now, who is now seven subs deep, we have uh, <laughs> Scally in the one position, Mel in the two, Sam in the three. And it was just three for a while. And then Gabby Pescuzzi took the four spot. Kirsten McKinnis took the five spot. Uh, wife of the pod, Nicole Fariola, took the six spot. And now Matt Ligoria is <laughs> playing the seven spot. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, this is uh, if you know if six people if if uh, our guest drops out and then the first six subs can't make it, then Ligori will get. We'll get <laughs> I'm glad I got in line during, on that fateful day in DC. Otherwise, I might be seventh myself. So you don't you don't rotate yeah, like right? like Scally's always like the first call, unless. Unless Scally has been on recently, like I, I will try. Like if Scally's been on like five episodes ago, I will just jump right to Mel. If Mel's right, right so right, right. Uh, I mean, we we don't. I just want to know if there's like many I mean, if, okay. I just want to know the window of time. Yeah. If Scally's going to be on next week, I'll I'll skip him. So it's not it's not like a hard and fast yeah. rule, you know. Sounds like you just make up your own rules. Well, okay. This is, this is yeah. That that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam. I'll ask you what I ask all of our six times guests, and that is, uh, how much Gossip Girl have you watched between the last time you were on and uh, and right now, this this very second? I between now and then, I watched the episode we're reviewing today, and I also mm-hmm. did my yearly screening of the Thanksgiving scene from Gossip Girl <laughs> on Thanksgiving <laughs> nice. um, that that I love so dearly. And, okay, and that, that that scene will honestly color my 
my critiques of this episode um, because CC plays such a major role in both of them. Um, and I'm not thrilled about how we've left that plot line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A big, big episode for CC and CC looks you know, like she's probably... been drinking silver. That's <laughs> 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 CC came out looking like she had already died, being like, I don't want to worry the family. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Crazy. Um, well, <laughs> I guess uh, sh- should we get into it? Should we? Should uh, we just get into the right episode? In. Yeah. 100%. The uh, the episode is the episode is titled Crossroads. Roads spelt as uh, you know Charlie Rhodes, CC Rhodes, that Rhodes family. Uh, do Do you have anything? Do you have any idea what this may be referencing? Um, I don't really know, but I'm gonna say Crossroads. Um, don't ask me if it's two words or one word i'm just gonna say those those <laughs> put it out there and let you give me the points brendan you will let me give you the points and i will i will let you let me give you the points <laughs> it, it, the title reference is it, it says the title reference is the 1986 film crossroads i thought they were referencing the 2002 film crossroads that's my yeah. personal mm. uh, assumption there um that, so that's what that's, we'll go with that's here. That's also my decision. That is what they were referencing. <laughs> yes. All right. So we are two people deciding against the one Wikipedia uh, thing that says what it's referencing. So uh, it is now officially referencing the 2002 film Crossroads. Uh, but either way, Brendan, you will you will you will get the point for that one. Yeah. And I have to find that find that. Oh, there we go, Brendan. This is very exciting. After starting so poorly, so disgustingly, much like uh, season three, I believe it was. Mm. You are now eight for sixteen. You are back at five hundred. Mama. You've gotten like three or four in a row. They've been throwing me some uh, some softballs here. Yeah, they've got no. You've only gotten two in a row, but you've gotten three out of four. It felt like three in a row, though. That's how good the two were. It felt, it felt like three in a row. Yeah. Um, oh no, no, three in a row. Four, three in a row. Four to five. That's why it You're felt good. Like, all right. <laughs> That's why it felt like it. You're, anyway. <laughs> um, so congrats. <laughs> Congrats on, congrats on it's because I'm hungry. Uh, congrats on 500. <laughs> you get pedantic uh, when you're hungry. <laughs> yeah, I get very pedantic when I'm hungry. <laughs> the original air date of this episode is February 20th, 2012. So we continue with our good timing here. Mm. As uh, this will be released here. on February yeah. 16th. When the Gossip Girl opening monologue started and she was like, it's chilly February. I was like, <laughs> like it, is. it is chilly February. Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got on. She was like, get your coats because it's Gallagher's winter. Uh, uh, <laughs> something that only me and Brendan will. <laughs> and, and Pete, I guess if he's listening, yeah, and yeah. Sean Gallagher. Right, I guess a couple people listening. that listen to our most recent bonus episode. <laughs> to, the, to the intro. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is February on the Upper East Side, ve- continuing with the great timing of the podcast. And uh, we see, you know, just the opening montage, Dan submitting his new book proposal, Chuck reading uh, the top t- five most anticipated second novels, uh, Daniel Humphreys at number two on the list, uh, right ahead of Tina Fey at number three. So good for Dan beating wow. out Tina Fey. Yeah. No. Even though... Uh, really big UC- bossy- comedy UCB episode. Yeah. I didn't even catch Tina <laughs> yeah. Fey. Yeah, yeah. Even though Bossy Pants, not a novel, she still is uh, made the list of most anticipated second novels. Uh, and we see Serena and Blair still fighting. Uh, Serena reaches over to get something while you know Blair's putting on her makeup, and and Serena just like bumps her. Uh, just just to remind us all that they they are feuding again. Um, mm-hmm. Chuck 
He's on the phone with Alessandra. Remember, our newest fling here, Chuck and mm-hmm. Alessandra. Uh, he's bought her a flashy new gift, a checkoff scarf, of course, will come into play later. And he wants to get lunch with Alessandra to uh, to see the scarf, but she can't because Dan's submitting his new book proposal. Uh, he's really excited for it. Uh, a messenger is picking it up at 11, delivering it to her. She has to read it before it goes out. Uh, and so Chuck asks, what about, uh, how about they make plans for a date at 5? Uh, this seems like, why does the messenger have to get involved? <laughs> Email's pretty secure. In, you know, in 2010, 2011, email was fine. It's on the fact that, like, Chuck has to reroute the messenger. Why was this messenger a thing to be? Is this typically how books are are published? Always, always. Or proposed? I would say up until page six got involved, this plan didn't make any sense at all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I also loved this phone call because... Chuck, it, like, there, Chuck's talking. He's like, I want to go. I want to see you today. She's like, Well, I'm so busy. I'm like, I don't know. And then he's like, Well, I could come after five. And she's like, Would you? Like, so <laughs> after work? And like, like, yeah, excited that she, someone's willing to see her <laughs> after, after work hours. <laughs> I feel bad for her. I, I, I like if, if Chuck was serious about her at all. I, I would ship the two of them. I think I think she's fun. <laughs> I, I like their she- antics. Of, I guess, fucking in the She's office. She's obsessed with, with, with Charlie Shrek. Yeah, the antics of fucking in the office. Everyone's Holy favorite antic. Office sucks. <laughs> I haven't seen that since uh, Nate and Diana Payne. Yeah, which was, wasn't that long ago. I remember, her. Diana Payne's coming back at some point. I, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> we saw her in the back of that limo at that one episode. <laughs> she, she's been a while, but she'll be back at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan enters the loft. Rufus is here because it's so cold that he had to come back here to get his green puffy jacket. Uh, he keeps it here because Lily hates it. And I'm gonna trust Lily on this one. I think if Lily hates something, uh, it, it probably hates it so much he has to keep it in another burrow. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yes, not one of uh, her Dan many tells... walk-in closets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan tells Rufus to listen to a woman with taste. So Rufus goes, which reminds me, what's going on with you and Blair? And I love that he made such a good segue that even Dan has to comment on it. He's like, uh, nice transition, but I've been I've been busy with my book proposal, and <laughs> she's busy being a princess. So, uh, so yeah, we haven't seen much of each other, but. But Rufus knows that they, they kissed, and Dan says it's probably good that they spend some time apart, because they if they can't be more than friends, it's going to be hard to be just friends. So uh, it seems out of character that Dan isn't continuing to try and chase Blair, especially after they kissed, but I, I guess it'll happen by the end of the episode. It sure does. Uh, then, how are you feeling about Dan and Blair at this point? I, I was really in on it, I think, last season. Was it happening at the end of last season for the first time? I was in on it, and... Um, yeah, they sort of overplayed it and ruined it. Just like somehow we're still talking about Dan's book. Um, I think they <laughs> have done this for too long as well, and I, I don't like the, uh, the love octagon we've gotten into <laughs> with with Flair. It's just too much. Listen, we're chopping off some sides here. We're yeah, gonna chop yeah, off sure. Serena by the end. Of the <laughs> we, Dan, Dan's writing a second book, and we're still on his first book. Can't be involved anymore. Have to be dead to be out of, <laughs> out of the running for Blair. It's almost like the writer's like, how can we keep Dan's first book involved? Everyone just loves Inside so much. We ha- we have to shoehorn an episode where people are acting it out now, so that <laughs> we can crazy. still get, get inside in, in the novel, in the uh, in the plot. So <laughs> I, I did so, um, like the I did like where that plot line ended up, where Blair is like acting in the scene. Yeah. It required a lot of setup to get there. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. I like, and also, you know, I have never seen this far into Gossip Girl. 
And when I was looking at season five episodes, my eye caught on the fact that Upright Citizens Brigade was randomly a section of this episode, um, which is why I picked it. I've done a lot of UCB stuff. But but why was it UCB? Like it could have just been any theater. It's been hot in the streets. It was, like, exactly. Yeah, they really it just wasn't the name comedy at all. They, everyone, they yeah, were like, was, oh, fun of it. That's what I was yeah, wondering. I was like, it. I guess I don't know all the ins and outs of UCB. I thought maybe sometimes they just do regular theater there, but I thought that was the whole purpose of what was for, for comedy. Well, no one, yeah, no were they? Laughed. They weren't making fun of it. They were playing the season completely right. straight. They weren't anyway. Sorry, I literally went before the podcast. Was like, I'm gonna do a really good job and not jump ahead to different scenes. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I figured that was why you chose the episode because you probably glanced and saw that UCB was mentioned in the in the episode preview. Uh, g- good to know that I, I was correct in that assumption. But also, yeah, you're right. They say they're gonna make fun of it. They don't do like any improv at all are they are they making fun of it or are they just reading straight from the dialogue and just performing it because that's what it seemed like they were doing and like the that's what only happens time that the audience laughs in that entire scene is when blair breaks from the scene and like comments on the scene <laughs> that's what used to be is and it's says, funny when people mess up their lines that's that's comedy no, she <laughs> breaks she breaks from the scene and says we're doing a really good job making fun of this and then everyone <laughs>, laughs and it's like no you're so not she calls, no out. She calls it at least <laughs> we're not doing what we're here to do so we'll we'll get to that, but um, apparently Chuck has asked Dan to meet with him, so Dan's got to go do that. I, <laughs> what, I, what was this? He was like, Chuck invited me over, so I have to go there. It's like, are you guys friends? Have you ever been friends? Is this a normal They're sort of friends lately. Scheme? They're a little they've, bit they've friendly. Gotten, they've gotten closer recently, but uh, Rufus is correct when he's like, um... Isn't Chuck mad at you for running off with Blair? And Dan, Dan doesn't even think twice. He's like, no, he's probably fine. He just wants to hang out. You know me and Chuck. We always hang out. So you wait for the messenger. I'll go. Uh, don't know why. And just doesn't tell Chuck, like, oh, wait till I meet with my very important messenger. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Dan confirms that Lily was right. The jacket is terrible. Rufus still doesn't understand why. I mean, I'm not a p- fan of puffy jackets in general, so I'm going to side with Lily and Dan here. Yeah, I try not to puff it up too much. It feels like the courier aspect of this was devised so that Chuck could slip in, like, a fake proposal or whatever. But, like, didn't he also get on Dan's laptop and delete the proposal? So, like, couldn't he have just emailed from his account, like, a bad proposal? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. he absolutely could have. But, you know, I mean, hey, we created jobs. We hired that guy to play the messenger for (laughs) one scene. Very important. So, uh, Serena and Blair still aren't talking, but they do still sit down to eat breakfast together, which is nice. And Blair is just telling Serena she's sorry again. She's like, it wasn't even me. Why would I ever kiss Humphrey? Uh, you know, solid point. But uh, Blair says she would never do anything to hurt Serena. And Serena's like, it's too late. And Blair is just like continuing to beg for forgiveness. Uh, Serena just insults her look from yesterday and then asks her to pass the salt, please. And uh, Blair does, in fact, pass the salt. And I don't know. We've never really seen Blair this, like, willing to admit guilt like and mm. be so beggy. She's, like, being like, Serena, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And Serena's still just like, no, I'm well, mad. And, that's Serena I don't know. for you. Yeah, I don't know I why Serena Blair clearly like, did do something wrong. It's kind of crazy to me that they're in this big fight. And it seems like this is one of the worst things Blair's ever done to Serena. And it's kind of just like a playful fight. They're, like, kind of kidding. I don't even think that because Serena and Dan are not dating. Dan has made it very clear that he is not into Serena. And then Blair and Dan kissed. Like, I I don't I I feel like Serena is a lot more angry than she should be. 
No, I mean, I like. I think it's a complicated issue, and I know we don't love Serena on the pod, but I think <laughs> that, like, it is that if some if one of my friends were dating my ex, I would be like really weirded out, honestly. And she just um, admitted, like, so she's like, I, Dan, I actually love you, like, right now. So she like currently has like the most feelings she's had. Mm. Uh, so it is definitely tough. But that's I think that's how Blair knows. She's like, I feel really bad about okay. this. Right, but Blair is saying, like, oh, sorry, that kiss was a mistake. It's not going to happen again. Even if I do have feelings for Dan, I am going to push them down because you're my friend and I don't want to do it. And then Serena's like, no, even the fact that you have feeling forms is bad. You should hang out with him to prove that you don't have feelings well, for Serena him. Serena doesn't like... receive apologies well. You know that. <laughs> the, the scheme and the concept of the scheme <laughs> where, like, we have to be close together, and, like, so, so that we prove that we don't like each other is so fun and i wish that that was the concept of the episode and i would like yeah but yeah. It, but it lost itself because serena didn't even didn't even go with her to experience right. the scheme which is the only reason the scheme has to happen yeah and the, the shittier version of it that we get is just like dan telling blair to go away and then they don't even really hang out all episode <laughs> This, this episode like is full of like, for like 30 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like it's not a big deal he's like to acting. prove that it's not a big deal. And then afterwards, they're like, see, it wasn't a big deal. And Serena just saw it at the worst moment. That was like it's an like, office makeout. It clearly was a huge deal. I they This episode is filled with a lot of things that are like good ideas, and then they don't really execute on them on them well and just go in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dorota hears the girls fighting, and so she's going to lock them lock them in there until they... Uh, until they work it out. The, the classic lock two friends fighting in a room yes. together until they work it out. I got, gotta love Sir Dorota there for that one. But then she this lets them out. episode concept too. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it would have been good. A lot of good ideas. Bottle episode. And they just keep dropping. They really could have been something good and then they just keep dropping and dropping the conceits. Yeah, um, you get to it. We keep jumping around. It's fine. Lola's meeting with Nate. Uh, they start some small talk. Lola nonchalantly mentions that, oh, I friended that girl Ivy, uh, uh, Charlie, on, on Facebook. You know, I never heard back from her. Um, so Lola's still not mentioning the fact that she is the real Charlotte Rhodes and Ivy is an imposter. Um, and she asks more questions. Uh, Nate's like, no, she asks Nate if he doesn't like her. And Nate's like, no, you know, we had a thing once, but it was nothing major. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm just telling you because I'm trying to be honest. I feel like Nate just keeps pushing the I'm an honest guy thing. It's it's like Seth repeatedly telling people how selfless he, he has been mm-hmm. recently in the, in the episodes of the OC we've been watching. Like, the more Nate has to tell people how honest he is, the less I'm going to believe it. Yeah, I, well, I think, like, Seth knows that he's actually not selfless. Where Nate, I think, fully <laughs> think his whole idea is that he's, like, an honest good guy that's true he's he's not as tongue-in-cheek as uh as, yeah as he doesn't know about it uh, I, i'm still i'm not really I, sure where i land on lola right now I, I, sam what do you think about the character in general of of lola well i was gonna say i really applaud gossip girls reality they were not providing me any hints at all what had previously happened between <laughs> all <the characters>. true <laughs> with usually we get the exit the the uh the exposition here to uh to explain the ivy lola stuff like and then when okay and then suddenly like they they had a like the two the two girls the clones had a had a phone call <laughs> and then suddenly the one who was taking care of cc was on a phone call with like another woman who i was not <laughs> sure who it was until much later in the episode and so i was like gonna just have to try to piece this together and eventually it all came together but uh you know it, it i it was a steep learning curve 
a fun little mystery you had to work out in the middle in the it's middle of the funny. episode. Yeah. Figuring out it's something that's funny because like to people that have been watching, it's it's like almost a boring reveal because they've been building up to this moment for like twenty five mm-hmm. episodes. <laughs> and then that it, was the reveal. That was the reveal. It, it sucked. Literally, since the beginning of this season, we were on six episode sixteen of the season. We found out the season four finale that Charlie is actually Ivy, and now we've been working our way up to this reveal, and then we get it, and it seemed very underwhelming to me. But you know, <laughs> yeah. well, more on that they later. They did blow past what seemed like huge information. A huge news. Yes, yes. They really all just blow past. That was so funny. Um, it was so funny. So, uh, Nate notices that Lola has a copy of his friend Dan's book inside and asks if she's reading it. And she's like, no, I'm actually performing it at the Upright Citizens Brigade. So, uh, Lola, part of the the classic, normally that would be a stupid question. Oh, you reading that? Like, no, it's just in my bag. But I guess she wasn't (laughs) reading. I guess Nate is vindicated. (laughs) Oh, you reading it? I don't know how to read. Can you teach me? (laughs) Uh, And so. (laughs) And is she an actor? Has she had, is her character had previously mentioned improv, improv experience? Like, (laughs) I don't know about improv, but she is she she is attending Juilliard and is an aspiring actress. Okay. So uh, although she is lying to her mom and saying that she goes to Michigan State, uh, but that's going to be revealed by the end of the episode. (laughs) Don't know how she's getting away with that lie. We discussed that in the last episode, but um, that's that's the lie. For some reason, I'm sure she's making that up. (laughs) So, so. Uh, naturally, UCB is performing Dan's book. Uh, Nate's never heard of UCB, so Lola explains it to him. Uh, it's this improv group, and they have a book night where they read excerpts from current novels, and they're doing Inside tonight. What? As Sam kind of said earlier, why is this a Gossip Girl storyline? This seems so out of nowhere. Like, not that their usual storylines have any rhyme or reason to them either, but like this just seems like so crazy that they just decided to do this. I guess they wanted to be like... It is in New York, and like there is a way to yeah. do a UCB book night plotline, like show, like that make that will work. It, but it's just like they would all all this would be would be like they can read an excerpt of the book and have the improvisers do scenes inspired yeah. by the excerpt from the book because like that's just no different from like a monologue or any other kind of scene like a uh, scene generator, but. What they've done is just <laughs> adapting the book as a play, which is just not something that UCB would do. It's just not like something that would happen there. It feels like it's played straight. I don't think so. So yeah. So Nate asks, it could uh, still if, be Blair reading the scene. Like it, it would, I, that, that was that was the most fun part. I wish we had more fun. of that of like each character reading right. their own character. It was would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> You get that one scene, and it's just used as a plot device for Blair to realize that she's in love with Dan. So, mm-hmm. uh, just, just stupid all around. But uh, it's not even the Dan character in the book ta- saying the stuff to the Blair character. Right. It makes me realize, which I feel like would have been more fun. And, <laughs> That's well, true. It is. It's the Serena character being <laughs> like, randomly Serena is there, being like, Dan is in love with you. Okay, being yeah. like, we're best friends, but Dan loves you. <laughs> just like, what? I, like, yeah. Our, if it if it is gonna be Serena, the Serena character, you would want Serena in the room to also experience that moment to be like, right. I do care about Blair more than I'm worried about like her and Dan being like, but okay. Sorry. Yeah, you know what? You're writing a, a better episode right now. So, um, yeah, so 
Nate asks if, you know, if it's just them mocking it, and she says that's pretty much it, but it's not bad, so Dan should come, and Chuck makes his grand entrance and tells Lola to tell himself, he's on his way up, we're taking Monkey for a walk. Um, I'd like to think that Dan and Chuck are such good friends now that they just walk Chuck's, walk Chuck's dog together every day, but uh, <laughs> Chuck says he figured that since Dan's the reason he's saddled with the mutt, Dan can freeze his ass off too, and I guess Dan's just, like, agreeing to this? Now he's on like, dog walking yeah, duty? Sure. He's like, well, yeah, I have this messenger I have to meet with, but yeah, I'll just walk your dog with you in the freezing cold. Sounds fun. I love this dog so much. He's been walking this dog on his own for months and months now. All of a sudden, he's like, Dan, you got to do your part. (laughs) Well, that's part of his plan. I guess. Um, So... Chuck claims to uh, to Dan that he's not mad about what happened. He says losing Blair was tough for both of us, and he's like, "Yeah, you guys can play driving Miss Waldorf all you want. Uh, definitely not mad that I you that she used you as a getaway driver." And he says he's not interested in mooning over the woman who broke his heart. I'm a sadist, not a masochist. I guess Chuck is just saying he's a sadist. That that's part of Chuck's personality. He's like, yeah. <laughs> on the record, I'm, I'm a sadist. And so Dan Dan thinks he might be onto something. And uh, Chuck just is so... Like, I know that Chuck is, like, putting on an act right now, but he's being very weird. He's like... He tells Dan that Monkey will have to wait because Nathaniel's friend wants to speak with him about inside. And uh, so he takes Dan's stuff and offers to make him an espresso. Dan should at least be a little bit suspicious. It's on him for not being suspicious. His dad hey, let me give you first. all my stuff. Let me give you my let me give you my laptop that apparently doesn't have a password on it. Let me give you all my stuff. <laughs> Go in the other room with it. Make me an espresso. Uh, I know that you should be mad at me for <laughs> I did just kiss Blair, the woman you're in love with. But everything's probably fine. You just want to walk. Hey, you're you're more me. friendly than ever. Well, the most expensive <laughs> object I know. Sure, here you go. Most evil person I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what harm could come from this? And so, I thought that Chuck was going to put more of his uh, his poison bass hotel tap water in, into, <laughs> into, into Dan's coffee. Mexican water. <laughs> have Dan have to shit all day like, like he did with the priest. But... He just uses that every episode from now on. <laughs> yeah, that's his, that's his go-to. He just makes everyone have to shit, and that's, that's his new thing. So... <laughs> Blair and Serena are working things out. There's really not much to work out. Blair has apologized, and like, there's not much else she can do except for, I guess, what ends up happening, which is that she's just like, "I am not into him, and I'm gonna prove it." Like, I don't know. It's, I I still feel like Serena should be happy that even though Blair has feelings for Dan, she isn't acting on them. Like, I don't know what she wants from Blair if Blair does in fact have feelings for him. Right. Serena feels Serena seems completely happy with the decision, like the plan, like because later she's yeah, talking yeah. to Lily and she's like, "Where's with Dan?" It's actually, and, a good thing. and I and I know I'm jumping ahead, and she's like, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, girl. I'm sorry, girl." <laughs> and Serena's like, no, it's actually a good thing. This is kind of like a weird way of apologizing, and she's like, "Ha ha, yay! I'm actually gonna go see them." <laughs> 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 so so yeah that's the plan Blair is going to prove to Serena that she doesn't have feelings for Dan by hanging out with him all day and she asks Serena to join them Alone. which would, would have been funny <laughs> exactly <laughs> but Serena's not interested and uh, she's like I don't know what that would prove anyway even though when it happens she's like oh okay it's true, like, when, when they're alone together she just has to take Blair's word for it that they're not just like hooking up the whole time just, <laughs> yeah. just reporting back we didn't kiss and we hung out all day <laughs> Meanwhile, the photo could have been like, Dan, put your shirt on for one second so I can just like... <laughs> <laughs> so, Blair explains that it will prove that nothing's going on between them because um, they'll spend the whole time making fun of each other. Uh, they'll share their views on recent French cinema and there will be no kissing. So Blair yells at Dorota to open up and uh, she Dorota asks if everything's fixed and Serena sighs, not even close. And so... 
Blair goes to get Dan's DVDs and enlists Sirota to wait here and uh, tell Essie that when she arrives that uh, Blair is with her friend Dan and she's not avoiding him because he's just her friend. So uh, Blair leaves and Serena yells to send pics, which was a, a pretty funny line from Serena. Yeah. And Blair will send pics, which which is good because she ends up sending a very funny pic of them. Just <laughs> Blair just weirdly smiling and Dan <laughs> looking straight at the camera. <laughs> so, See, this, is, this is good. Like, they're uh, good friends. Like, it would be fun if they were just like, pals like this i, I like it this version be, of that. Yes. it's fun I like when they're just bickering and arguing and not making out hey i am all for dan and blair being together honestly i do i would love it if it was with serena's um blessing but i do mm-hmm. really like their dynamic a lot and it's fun mm-hmm. when they're together also to me yeah uh but i yeah there wasn't a, I, but this episode was sort of about them getting back together but they like weren't super together a lot of the time which was unfortunate <laughs> right that is true yes we didn't get to see that that great dynamic between them because it was mostly just dan trying to get rid of her even though blair blair was plenty funny in her in oh, her yeah. uh, interactions yeah. with with uh, dan um speaking of dan he's with his new buddy lola and he seems very excited about this whole ucb thing uh lola invites him to come Dan's very excited about this. Um, you know, what luck that the the author of the book that Lola's acting out just happened to be friends with like the person who's <laughs> talking to you and just like wandered up to the hotel room the day she's performing his novel. You know, I small know. island like Manhattan, of course. Like, she was not even like, not that she should be starstruck, but just be like, oh, that's kind of crazy. Hey, what's up? Like, just she just like took it <laughs> in stride. It's like, oh, yeah, well, there he is. Want to come hang out? <laughs> yeah, and and he listens. I mean, he, he's not that that big of a star yet. I yeah. mean, his uh, yeah. the moniker of Manhattan hasn't dropped yet. I'm sure once that drops, he'll be oh, too oh, big boy. to... Uh, not that big of a <laughs> star, but a, a more anticipated second novel than Tina Fey. Tina Fey. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's right. Um, so Lola has to make a phone call, and she needs to use Nate's phone because hers is dead. And as she makes the phone call, we hear Nate and Dan continuing the conversation in the background. Uh, Nate asks if a musical of Dan's book is next. Dan says he was thinking mimes, and Nate just replies, yeah, mimes can be pretty cool. <laughs> just <laughs> enjoyed the background conversation. I, I think them. I didn't realize that. Were they just like joking around, or is that like Nate really loves mimes? It's, it's, I think Dan. I mean, Dan was uh, definitely joking about the mimes. I, to be to be determined if Nate took it seriously. I think he likes mimes. <laughs> I hope that's uh, that classic deadpan Archibald. Yeah. <laughs> so Lola makes her call in the kitchen and. Uh, Lola calls Ivy from Nate's phone. Uh, great, great move. Because Ivy, of course, answers thinking it's Nate and asks if everything's okay. And Lola says, not really. Don't hang up. Look, I know you're using my name. I just don't know why. Are you in trouble? Uh, very charitable of Lola to give Ivy the benefit of the doubt. But uh, Ivy just responds that it's complicated. But she swears she's not doing anything to hurt her. Uh, but she can't explain it. And she begs Lola to just let it go. I feel like that was the wrong, <laughs> that was the wrong answer. Yeah, no. <laughs> can't explain it. I know. Yep, I am stealing your identity. I'm not hurting you, though. Don't worry. All yeah. right. I'll see you later. I, I, don't, I like Charlie Ivy has any idea what it feels like to be on the other end of this thing and how scared it, I, you you should be yeah if you got that ask, phone call i'm not gonna ask clarifying questions about this plotline because it could we could go all day on you explaining the previous like 20 episodes of this tv show so i'm I, i'll just give it a slide i i genuinely was not tracking what was happening this episode like with a lot of the backstory um yeah, have you since figured out that Charlie was pretending to be Serena's cousin and Lola is actually Serena's cousin and had no yeah. idea apparently that Serena was her cousin? Yes, it, yes. Okay. But I, you know, okay, I feel great. like I'm missing a lot there, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's all right. When, when you go back and, and rewatch uh, from the point you left on, you'll it'll all make sense as much as Gossip Girl can make sense. <laughs> um, 
I so, was, sorry, we're doing the end of the episode already. <laughs> <laughs> B minus. <laughs> I'm launching in. I'm launching into letter ratings in like, like 20 minutes of the episode. <laughs> I love it. We're really How breaking format. This, this episode. <laughs> Heart out. So, uh, Lola tells Dan uh, that the director said she has to go in early. So, uh, ask if Dan's ready. Dan obviously has to ask for a rain check on the monkey walk, and Chuck's very understanding. He's like, "Oh yeah, you you do what you need to do, buddy." I got um, what I need from and you. So, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Lola Lola leaves and gives Nate his phone back, but uh, she is truly not a true Upper East Sider because she is the worst person at covering her tracks I've ever seen. Not not only did she not delete the call to Ivy, but she seemingly left it on the screen when she gives the phone back to Nate, like as if she wanted him to see it. So I guess that's the only passion you get, right? she's up. not from this world, so that's the kind of mistake a newbie would get. I guess. It seems like pretty first level but thinking. Is there so I know I just said I'm not going to ask questions, but is there some reason she doesn't want them to know that she's not really using her real name? Like, is that, does that need to be a secret? <laughs> like, um, isn't she like, could she be like, uh, this girl's pretending right. to be me? <laughs> right. And, you know, that is something that I did ask multiple times last episode. How come Lola doesn't find this out and just immediately says, oh, that's weird that she's saying her name is Charlotte Rhodes. I'm Charlotte Rhodes. And... <laughs> I went to school with her, and her name is Ivy Dickens. Isn't that weird? Shouldn't we see what's going on? Instead, she has just taken that information, been like, huh, not told anyone, and tried to just confront Ivy on her own. Um, and still, until the end of the episode, uh, not by choice, really, just that she happens to see her mom in the, in the hospital, uh, does she come clean that she is the real Lola? She, the real Charlotte Rhodes are going Not a Lola. joke, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of people are affected every year. <laughs> Lola's one of them. So, so. so uh, speaking of Charlie, uh, fake Charlie, she is scrambling. She is desperately calling uh, Carol. Uh, why she hasn't called back? Asking her why she hasn't called back. Uh, turns out Carol's in a on a retreat at in New York, and Ivy's like, "Oh, that's funny. You and your daughter are both in New York." And Carol's like, "No, no, my my Charlotte is in Michigan State in college right now." Um, but Charlie's like, no, uh, you are missing out on a lot. She goes to Juilliard, she parties with Nate Archibald, and she goes by Lola now. And so she tells Carol that she has to get her out of there before the whole scheme blows up in her face. And as she's saying that, old dying Cece opens the door. Uh, oh, and, it's, and it's like, who's that? I hope it wasn't the family because the I'm in such Cece. good health right now. And I don't want them to worry. Oh, here I go. <laughs> I'm falling over. <laughs> I am... Ist that one of the greatest Gossip Girl characters has been reduced to this feeble, dying... Off screen, by the way. This is the, the first we've seen of this. Yeah, we have not, Wait, we have not known. This is introduction to the plot? We, I think they, I mean, they mentioned saw, it last week, right? They mentioned or The cliffhanger at the end of the last episode was we have we just saw the reemergence of Charlie. We don't know where she's been. And then she's like, all right, bye, guys. I'm going back to Europe. And instead she goes to uh, Cece's house where we find out that she's been uh, taking care of her for the last taking four months. Taking care of her cancer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that no one has known has, has come back. Yeah. She looks great though. She looks great. I wouldn't want to worry. I wouldn't want to worry the family either. <laughs> yeah, well, like, that's it's, <laughs> it's an mean, iconic character, and they have done her dirty with this yeah. death. I would say we we literally get like a grandma go back to bed from Charlie in this scene. <laughs> She's like, everything's fine. <laughs> go back it's to just bed. The pharmacy. We're good. <laughs> 
the uh, the great messenger, <laughs> the, the all star messenger meets with Chuck here. Uh, thank God he's in this episode. And Chuck switches Dan's proposal with something else. Uh, we don't know what it is yet. And he tells him to deliver it to the same address. Uh, at least that's what I thought was happening. Um, I feel like we skipped a step though. Like, how did Chuck set this up? I guess he emailed the messenger and was like, "Meet at the meet with don't meet with me anymore. Meet with Chuck Bass at the Empire Hotel instead." I guess I thought it was more shady I mean, than yeah, that. Well, yeah, like he was paying somebody yeah, he off. had Dan's email, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's. What, I mean, it's not explicitly said. So I guess we have to fill in the lines ourselves. Yeah. Gossip Girl well, you would viewers think are. The, you would think that the publisher or his like his agent or whoever this lady is, yeah, would have arranged the courier service. So you would think that he would have had to go to the office, <laughs> hook up with her <laughs> at the beginning of the day. <laughs> on her phone. Go to his own hotel and then go back. <laughs> You'd think so. You'd think so. Yeah. Um, that probably would be too long of an episode, I guess. So they had yeah. to. They, they had to just figure a lot something of traveling out. in this episode. <laughs> yeah. One episode following Chuck as he does all his little schemes <laughs> all day. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. In, his, in his cool That'd basketball be great format. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love. I would love. We need to get Chuck back at the basketball yeah, outfit. We do. <laughs> so. Um, Cece's nurse is worried because Cece's having trouble breathing uh, and they need to get her to a hospital so Charlie thinks they they have to go against her wishes, wishes and tell the rest of the family uh, she'll be mad but it's the right thing to do because they should be with her uh, I guess that's just her call to make and uh, Charlie wants the nurse to call the family because she gets confused with the medical terms so. yeah, it's, it's insane that She's like, I know Cece explicitly said that no family but I'm her fake granddaughter so we're going to switch things up invite the family I mean I, I, why Charlie should she be on the why couldn't she do the call? Like she, like they think that she's the, the granddaughter too. <laughs> like it's not like they're like think, Jesus, guys or boys. I think she doesn't. I think she doesn't want them to know that she's been with Grandma Cece for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And also, I, it seems like she's planning on sneaking off as well until uh, uh, Cece happens to see her. Darling, yeah. darling, I, I, don't I guess leave me. Charlie got on Grandma Cece's good side um, a little while ago, so now she's her most trusted caretaker confidant yeah uh, yeah she is um, she's a favorite it, it's cra- she's I a think favorite family member definitely should have let everybody know that her the grandma had cancer when she as soon as she found <laughs> out well cc was saying she felt great she didn't want to worry the family so can't oh disobey cc definitely can't for the, with a matter like that <laughs> well chuck visits alessandra at work and uh, he claims he couldn't wait. He's he's gonna have to, uh, uh, because Alessandra needs to read Dan's book before sending it to the editor. But Chuck tells her just send it. It's you know it it's Dan Humphrey. Of course it's good. Uh, you know what what Chuck has in mind is gonna take all afternoon as he starts uh, kissing her neck. And <laughs> Alessandra protests at first, but she's like, you know what? His first draft was really good. And Chuck's like, yeah, he probably only changed a few commas this... here and there as he's like <laughs> kissing her neck. <laughs> This scene had my probably my favorite line of the, like line reading or just sort of like the character painting that it did like they, like she's like she's talking to him and like he's like come on just like send it off you don't need to read it or whatever and she says oh that's not how the process works well like, <laughs> like I was like this girl is me she like cares about the rules and like following the order of how you are supposed to do things even while like until her is, like in her office. Uh, I was like, girl, that isn't how the process works. You're right. Say that. <laughs> right. And then, but then, you know, unfortunately, she just couldn't hold off for that much longer because uh, Chuck has already locked the door. So she tells, you know, whoever, I guess, her assistant is to uh, 
to hold all our calls and send the proposal to Jonathan Carp, and then she just lunges at Chuck. Like, she has got it bad for <laughs> yeah, Charlie Yeah, cartoonishly. Trout. So it's, this is a great choice for a person to be wrapped up with Chuck, too. Like, some they could have easily just had some throwaway character here that we didn't know, but I, I mm-hmm. like I like Alessandra. She's funny. You love Alessandra. She's funny, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a big Alessandra yeah, guy. Yeah, she's she actually, I don't know, she's a decent comedic actor. This uh, this plan has a lot of moving pieces and really depends on Chuck having enough sex appeal to make it so that a woman can't do her Which job correctly. He and he pulls it, and, and he does. Yeah. There are two <laughs> courier services involved which in i i don't know that a courier has ever even been mentioned on gossip girl before now they're the most important people in the city what, what is this the uh, the courier compadres wow our, yep, our, our new, new for the pod. <laughs> yeah that's right so um dan and lola arrive at ucb uh lola's saying how she won the fight over who got to play uh claire and they meet the director uh, ask if anything Dan can do uh, just be a good sport and get ready to be mocked. I, I thought this was going to go the way where like they were going to mock his his book and Dan wasn't going to take kindly to it, but that's not what it happens at all. Good. Dan doesn't yeah. even. Yeah, I, I thought that's what was going to happen, but um, I, I also the director this, walks. This is also this is also not a UCB theater. Like <laughs> if it was just an acting event happening at a UCB theater, I could see where they're going from. This is not one of them. It's just like a theater, I guess. This is like a rehearsal studio that they ultimately yeah. end up using as the theater. Yeah. So um they they figure out where they're where they're starting. Uh Lola asks Dan if the dead ball scene actually happened, and Dan's like, uh, no, not really. But you know, he does mention Charlie, which leads Lola to believe that Dan is close with Charlie too. Uh Detective Lola is still on the case here. And Dan's like, uh, we're kind of close. We had this thing, we kissed once. It's weird even saying that. And Lola's like, geez, Charlie gets around. Um I, I guess I get why she thinks that because everyone she's talked to so far has been like, yeah, we had a we had a brief she's two thing, for two but right now, yeah. I mean, really, it's everyone just kisses everyone on this show. Yeah, it's it was, not just they both are. It's just not a just Charlie. Even though Charlie Dan's Chuck? like, yeah, what is Charlie Chuck? No, 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 Char- <laughs> Charlie. The, the character of Chuck is Charlie Trout in in the play, but Charlie is a uh, fake. Is Ivy Dickens? It's fake. Fake Lola. It's going by Charlie, okay. which is short for Charlotte. <laughs> I, was, I was okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I mentioned when she first came here that they couldn't make the name a little different because we already have a a Chuck who goes by Charles when Lily is talking to him, who also has mm-hmm. a book character named after him in Charlie Trout, and now we have this new character going by Charlie. So things can get confusing. The, the question is, Charlie Chuck just broke my brain completely. I was like, because I guess he <laughs> he is Charlie is Chuck in the book. I was so confused. And I my reading of that line was that there was some episode where Charlie, I mean, where Chuck and Dan did kiss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which is much like, inter- more interesting. Much better. Which, see, I mean, it's more interesting. I'm sure, I was like, oh, I'm sure there was some random out of context thing where, like, they, like, tripped into each other, accidentally kissed, or, like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, Chuck did have to kiss a guy for Blair to win that scavenger oh, yeah. hunt or whatever, but yeah. it, yes. it was not Dan who, it was not Dan who he kissed. Good times. Yeah, see, like, it could have happened. <laughs> could have, yeah. Um, so, uh, Lola takes a phone call. It's Nate. Uh, Nate really thinks he has her here. He's like, uh, what's going... She says, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. You tell me. Didn't your phone die? <laughs> <laughs> Nate's so been such good. a dad this past couple episodes. <laughs> gotcha. And she's just like, uh, I charged it. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, <laughs> be that as it may. <laughs> you, still have Char- you, you still have Charlie's number on my, on my phone. <laughs> This would have been a perfect ploy to use one second after she gave his phone back, but because he waited yeah. 
three hours to do it. Yeah, it work anymore. Yeah, she's like, yeah, he should have. He should have gotten the phone back and immediately called her. She, yeah, the way she said it too, like she acted like that might not have been a good enough excuse. She's like, I charged it. Please work. Please work. Oh, like, come on. She's like, I charged it. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. He got me. <laughs> 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 it's like you could have just asked me for Charlie's number. Uh, you're clearly using me to get to her, but why? And Lola's like, ah, I have to go. But why don't you come down to rehearsal? We'll have lunch, and I'll explain to you there. And so he's like, okay, sure. Um, she has a leverage for sure with me- this guy right now because he was so creepy with her the past few episodes that she's like, you know, I can do whatever <laughs> yes. I want to this fucking guy. <laughs> it's true. He's, Nate is so into her that she can get away with anything. Um, it just like not explaining anything. Like she, he really does have her. He's like, you called someone from my phone who you lied about, and she's like, I don't know. And then she's like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that. it's a long story. I'm at rehearsal. Oops. I can't tell you. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so Dan is trying to call. Oh, sorry, a lot of phone calls in this episode. Everyone's calling everyone, <laughs> especially when we get to the the phone chain at the end where everyone's calling everyone to come to the hospital as well. They're just this this show is just ninety percent phone calls. Huh? But, um, <laughs> Blair comes in just waltzing in, wanting to hang out with our good buddy Humphrey. Uh, she's like, I saw you on the Gossip Girl Spotted map. I thought you'd, I'd come by, drop off the DVDs, we'll do whatever it is that's going on here. <laughs> like, can't a friend stop by, another friend, to do whatever it is we're doing here? And <laughs> Dan's like, The mental yeah. toll these people must be under knowing that their every single action is being reported and blasted publicly every <laughs> second of the day to the point where Blair knows exactly where Dan yeah. is on a random day where like up until one hour ago he had no plans to be at this theater at all and now suddenly he's there somebody's texted just... gospel, gospel girl immediately put it online yep he's just on the spotted map and she can just track him wherever he goes and he's not flustered so... he, he's just like oh okay well that's how he's the like, world oh, yeah, works that's... so that's, that's how the Upper East Side works. paint on this. Make this a 24-hour <laughs> delay. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, Nate, uh, Dan already is trying to get her to leave after what happened at Nate's house. I was like, no, no, we can get past it. It'll be just like old times. In fact, let's take a picture to remember this glorious <laughs> moment of, of me coming here out of nowhere and stalking you. And she flags down Lola by calling her the girl with the hideous headband and just, like, barks at her to take the picture. And Lola, of course, of course, uh, obeys and blair's like i gotta send a serena serena to show her how much fun we're both having. <laughs> there's nothing better than when blair has tunnel vision for her agenda <laughs> yes. so good. she's very she is very funny with all of this um and then she tells lola that her headband's giving her hillary clinton flashbacks the bad kind uh, i know this is blair's thing but like kind of wild to nonchalantly not nonchalantly insult someone like especially after they just did you a favor but like this is this and then is blair, it bites so. on the ass because she's playing her exactly like blair yeah no i know it's just it's it's still it still took me by surprise i feel like blair blair's done a a bit of maturing this this season but uh, she will still just be rude to strangers she doesn't care yeah i stranger i don't know she recognizes her as the cater girl right uh maybe yeah i would have loved for dan to have found out that the only reason blair is there is to prove that she doesn't have feelings but like (laughs) i think that would have been a fun moment Dan's not questioning it. He, Dan is just trying to get her to leave, but he's not like, what is happening? Like, why are we taking this picture? Why are you sending it to Serena? What is going on? But so uh, Lola is like, oh, yeah, I, I'm she's not offended by this at all because she's like, oh, I'd never wear this headband. I just have it on because I'm, I'm playing Claire, uh, not knowing that she is, is talking to Claire herself. Oh. And uh, it, Blair figures it out. She's like, are these pathetic people playing us? Because they look like they work in a thrift store. <laughs> Called costumes, baby. <laughs> 
Do you guys so, have costumes for Lonely Boys Theater now that you do a oh, video? Oh, we should. We need to get on that. Let's go to the surf store. We just turn our hats backwards to... like Ash Ketchum. Let's, let's start. I was trying to come up with re- reasons why I thought there were videos. You guys had started doing video before I realized it was so that you could release the video and mine it for extra content. Um, and costume for Lonely Boy Theater was one of the options. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe one of my plugs will be for uh, all the patrons to start sending us their clothes. Instead of sending us three dollars a month, you can send us clothes. You can send us costumes. <laughs> Is that a Patreon option? That you can... I think so. <laughs> you, can... <laughs> you guys want to hear the other uh, concepts? The reasons I came up with Absol- why yeah. you might be doing video sure, now? Sure. Absolutely. Um, it's to make sure the guests you have on are paying attention during the fifteen minutes of intro. <laughs> yeah. So hey, hey, um, hey. <laughs> more snap. A lot more snapping this era. Hey. It's because Matt learned that the agreed upon don't podcast shirtless honor code was not being held, upheld by both sides. <laughs> it's true. And and it's so that Brendan can learn the value of looking into people's eyes from a safe distance. <laughs> These are all very true. You got, you got, you got them all. You got it. I, I love it. I love. I love that you uh, you came up with all of these theories, and you know what? They're all correct. That, that is exactly what happened. And we just hey. have the bonus of them being mind for, being mind for content. Do you think I'm a? Um, would I, do you think I'm, I'm a close talker? I, I get right up in there. Well, I, I was. I guess the concept of my joke is more that you are afraid to look in people's eyes. Oh, okay, that's where I thought it was starting, and then it got okay. That's also yeah. 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 Also, you're a very close talker. Back the fuck up, Brandon. I'm a close talker, but I won't look you in the eye at all. I look away. Yeah. That would be yeah, very close scary. Your- <laughs> <laughs> That'd be insane. <laughs> Got to bring Seinfeld back just to have that plot line. How would Jerry respond to that? Come on. <laughs> they just slightly update all their concepts for a reboot. Yeah. Uh, no so soup for you. Capital- One and a half year. <laughs> Let's make it longer. <laughs> really good. Really good stuff. <laughs> Aunt Carol has dropped by the penthouse to uh, pay her favorite family members a visit. Uh, everyone's talking about how much they miss Charlie. And uh, she's like, oh, was was Charlie okay? She was at that Valentine's Day party. I heard Nate might be dating someone. Mm-mm. And Drew's like, yeah, I think it's I think it's a girl named Lola, but I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. And uh, this is when Serena gets the picture message from Blair of her and Dan. Every time I, I pause it to... Uh, not to mention my notes, but I paused it to take notes, and so I was just looking at the picture. And every time I glanced up at it, it made me laugh. It was Blair has the weirdest smile. She's grabbing Dan. He looks like a prisoner. I was obsessed with this photo. I love it. <laughs> it's Wish I could have great. it framed. I'm sure you can. Okay. Um, Lily is sorry that Blair and Dan are together, but Serena's like, no, 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 it's a good thing. Like I know I said it was bad when she said this was her plan, but now that I'm seeing an action, they're not even kissing each other in this picture. <laughs> so this is great. They're gonna this wait is till I walk over there to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> this is this... her way of apologizing um you know and if she's able to put what's between us in the past maybe i should too and i was like what? there you go serena. this is what gets serena to forgive blair like i'm with lily i'm not getting it she's like oh, okay sure honey For reason but they needed they needed serena to not be there at first and to have her go do the scene with uh, Lily, right. like that, this scene absolutely had to happen. Another funny idea that they could have done would have been like Blair has her phone calling Serena the entire time. So Serena is like listening to their interactions <laughs> and making sure that they aren't flirting with each other. Not that, not like a nonsensical idea. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and they, also, they go back Serena... to the well too many times. This is what they do. They just use all the tropes of Josh Warshows. Yep. And 
when Serena ex- explained to Lily, like, oh, this is Blair's way of apologizing, I thought Blair's way of apologizing was the apology that she gave her, like, 50 times in the beginning of the episode. But now that, and now Serena finally gets it. And so uh, she's going to go down to there to talk to Blair. Um, she tells Lily and Carol to have fun. So, uh, you know, got got to get all of our characters down to the down to the UCB theater for uh, for our big rehearsal and our performance of Inside. I wish Lily and Rufus went with her. That would have been, <laughs> been a lot of fun. Um so Lily knows that Carol didn't just drop by for tea, so she asks what's going on. Uh, but then she gets a call on a, on her ridiculous looking phone. Her her phone that she answers. I guess this is the house phone. It looks like a, like a giant TV remote that she puts up to her face. <laughs> Carol, I, I can't stand Carol. She's one of the worst characters on the Carol entire sucks. show. Yeah, Carol horrible. sucks. Yeah. Do you, Do you notice that she refuses to close her mouth when she's yeah, like, when she's I, idle? She just looks like this for the video listeners. Yeah, I did. She always kind got of that notice face her, her mouth was a little. A gate, like after she'd stop talking, she'd still shut have the, the mouth open. Close it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Shut it. Cece <laughs> um, is being okay, taken to. Oh, well, you gotta rewatch it. Sorry, two out of three. Apology. Yeah, yeah. Rewatch, we'll the, rewatch the episode. We'll <laughs> and we're back. This Sam has rewatched the episode. This next scene with Cece, where the people from the hospital come in, they have like a gurney. I literally <laughs> thought that Cece had died. Like I was like, oh my god. <laughs> In my in my phone, I on my notes, I'm literally like, Jesus Christ! I thought Cece died. L M A O. Like I was like, well, certainly they wouldn't kill yeah. her off in a fashion like this off screen. Um, they just I mean, yeah. No fanfare at all for this once mm-hmm. force of a character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, but but before that. Um... Charlie is like trying to skip town again, and this is when Cece like yells at her, "Darling, darling!" Uh, and she wants her to come to the hospital with her. So uh, they're all going to take the helicopter, and the rest of the family is going to meet them there. Um, but back at UCB, uh, Dan and Blair are enjoying the rehearsal. Uh, Dan Dan tells Blair she doesn't need to stay, but you know friends support each other. They're not afraid to be with each other or feel awkward around each other. And then Blair asks Dan if he wants her to hold his hand for support. Which is very funny. <laughs> so funny. He's like, "No, stop." Yes, please. Please, I need support for this. Please hold my hand while I watch people mock my novel, my once celebrated novel. They are like <laughs> celebrating it in the highest fashion. They are like dutifully and like like really doing a lot of respectful research into portraying it accurately. Yes. Yeah. I I noticed one of the actors in the crowd was wearing a Dorota garb. That was Really? <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, yes, there's a Dorota in the back. There's like someone in a maid outfit sitting in the in the audience. Um, this would have been another, Dan, sorry, I literally just keep oh, no, trying God. to punch up this episode, but like this would have been no, an amazing good. time for several of the characters to watch a scene that they've done previously. 100%. Word for 100%. Word. Yeah. And then the characters be like, well, this is ridiculous. We don't done anything yes. like this. Easy. <laughs> that's, what this, that's what this should have been. This could have been so good. And instead, it's not at all and what, what it Blair's is. Talking, so. She's the only one left there. Yes. Right. Um, exactly. The, you know, Euphoria did this right. Uh, the Gossip Girl could learn a thing or two. Yes. Go to the future and learn something from Euphoria. Um, so Lola has to ask about the scene where uh, where Claire kisses Dylan. Is it a passionate kiss or just a sweet one? And Blair's like, I got this. And she will not stop putting her arm around Dan and grabbing him. Like the sign of a true platonic friendship. Where she's just like, <laughs> she's like me and my buddy Dan over here, we would never kiss. Pl- we would never kiss passionately. Of, of course not. This is just a, a simple. Can I show you how it's done, actually, Dan? And it's like, uh, actually, yes, I do mind. And uh, so she, but she just, uh, you know, ignores all consent and. Uh, 
shows Lola what the kiss should look like. Just a little peck on the lips. And then as soon as she does that, Dan kisses back and now they're like fully kissing. I mean, if she and doesn't, of course, really doesn't have friend, uh, feelings for him, then it's just almost bullying because she knows that Dan loves her and she's just like really <laughs> rubbing it in his face. She's like, of course. You probably I, like this shit, okay, It you? would never. <laughs> as soon as they kiss, of course, uh, you know, at that exact moment, Serena shows up and sees them in this full-on makeout session. Uh, so she, she turns right around as Nate is also arriving. A, a lot happening right now. Yeah, this is a big, a big yeah. uh, groan for me. Her walking can in. We the the groan? Groan. A groan. Yeah, can just... we hear the groan? A groan. Can we hear the groan? Yeah! Yay! <laughs> this is so predictable, but it's like yeah. this is perfect. This is this is exact. I mean, this is what you want. You I, want I'm... this like forced proximity, proving mm-hmm. that we're not in a relationship, tension, and then obviously it has to get discovered. And like this, this was the I love this. This was like this is what I'm trying to watch with this. Episode. I, I think if you had been around the past twenty episodes, maybe you would be as sick of it as I. Am. <laughs> I think they really did it a lot recently. Blair, I Blair tells, <laughs> yeah, Blair tells Dan that he Could ruined it by kissing back. <laughs> Well, yeah. And so, and Dan's just like, yep, you're right. This is completely my fault. And Nate comes in, asks what happened to Serena, because she's all upset. And uh, Blair realizes she must have seen them uh, making out, so she goes to find her. It was, it was a wild scene. There was uh, a lot happening in that scene. Um, there was, but we actually skipped a, a section of it. Um, at least I think I wrote my it. notes in order. But I, there was a part where the there was a part where Lola is yes. like, um, I'm portraying Blair, or I mean Claire, like, uh, is this happening? And Blair's like, just read everything you read. Read everything on Gossip Girl. And she's like, what's Gossip Girl? And Blair's like, what's Gossip Girl? And then she's yes, like, yes, log yes. on and learn everything you need to know about me. Stat. Yes, and but you can skip freshman year. I do like I do like the callback. It was funny, but I'm like, yes. how does she not know what Gossip Girl is? I know this is the first Lola has ever heard. Like she has made it clear that she, you know, does not know anything that goes on, on the upper sheet side, even though she is, I guess, living around here. I don't know how she has escaped who gossip girl is through it. Cause we've seen that gossip girl like has expanded its reach since, since the high school years. And is like how a lot of people are like getting their news seemingly like she's reporting right. on the Royals when the, when the prince is in town, like people, it's not like, like a little club she's, She's like when she announces that um, the that party is going on for Charlie, like it causes the paparazzi to show up and and cause the the car crash right. for, for for Chuck and Blair. Like everyone knows about Gossip Girl at this point, except for Lola. The the character of Gossip Girl is canonic, canonically not in Manhattan in this episode. She says in the opening thing, "I went right. somewhere warm for this cold mm-hmm. February," but there are still enough people on the streets taking pictures of these people. <laughs> To update Gossip Girl with the exact locations of where these people are. Right. Like, Dan happened to walk past someone who recognizes him from Gossip <laughs> Girl and, like, sent a picture instantly. And, like, so, like, clearly this is, like, a pervasive thing in the world. <laughs> but, like, this girl who who has been hanging out for at least two episodes, I'm, I don't know how long. Well, been to be fair, she goes to Michigan State, so. <laughs> has no idea <laughs> yeah. about it. Or so she said. Um, yeah. So it's you know it's a little niche uh, yeah. internet micro celebrity. Yeah. Um. So Gossip Girl. Yeah. Gossip Girl is back now. Gossip Girl had taken a break for a few episodes, and I don't. I, I'm. I don't think you you know this right now, Sam. But uh, the real Gossip Girl has not come back. Georgina is acting as Gossip Girl right now. So all of this is Georgina's doing. She's kind of uh, <laughs> uh, taken <laughs> taken the the the. Uh, 
that I don't even know what to call Gossip Girl. Taking the ropes, I guess. I don't yeah. know what I'm trying to Did say. Did she change the passwords and locked original Gossip Girl out of the website? She somehow got. If, if you if there's a laptop in, so. this, in New York City, you can go on any website and just start. We, uh, you're you're in charge of the yeah. website now. This, of course, 2012 was of course before passwords existed. Yeah. And uh, yes, Georgina has. It has still not been explained how Georgina got control of Gossip Girl. But after the big uh, Chuck and Blair car accident, uh, Gossip Girl. Took some time off, I guess was feeling guilty about it, and now in the last couple of episodes, Georgina has been acting as Gossip Girl. and She's got a team uh, underneath uh, her. Yeah, and she's she's got her spies working for her. She's got everything up and running again. <laughs> Sam's face. <laughs> well, I got, wait, did Gossip Girl cause the car crash? Was it, was it like a Princess um, Diana so reference? It, like the yeah, media so, so was it, like... That's what it was supposed to be. That's what it was assumed. It was so it it turns out that uh it was actually uh, Nate and Chuck and Blair got in the wrong cars. The trip had actually drained Nate's brake fluids and was trying to kill his cousin, but they switched cars and that's what caused the car crash, but it looked like that the paparazzi were trying to get pictures of Blair and Chuck uh you know fleeing in a limo and that's what caused the car crash uh and they only knew where Blair was because Gossip Girl reported on it. So that that is now, now you've been caught up on that plot line. Sure. But, but okay, <laughs> like, so, so randomly Gossip Girl stopped reporting, but then suddenly someone else came out and started being like, you're not going to do it, then I will. Reporting on all of the locations, even though the original Gossip Girl stopped. Okay. Yes. yes. No No one knows that it's not. I mean, the, the people that Georgina knows, like our main characters, knows that, that Gossip Girl is Georgina. But, like, I, I guess the rest of the masses don't know that this is uh, a different head of Gossip Girl right now. Wait, so everyone knows that it's Regina? Like, all the characters? No, no, no. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying... Okay. Oh, well, well, our, our main characters do. Yes. Our, our, who, wait, who who found out? At least I guess, Dan. I, guess our main, I think just Dan did, actually. I think Dan just found out, and he told Georgina to stop messing with him or else uh, he would blackmail her uh, into telling everyone that she was uh, Gossip Girl. I think it, yeah, right, I think right. it is just think Dan. That's, that's where we landed. And yet, she, he's the only one she's reporting on in this episode. Yes. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Real Sorry. playing with fire there. You know, I know we have a hard out and we have a lot more to get to, so we can, we can truly <laughs> move let's, on. Let's zoom through the second half of the episode. So. Um, so Blair finds Serena. She knows what it looked like, but Serena's like, just stop. Even if it hurts me, just just tell me. Just tell, just be real with me. Tell me the truth. And Blair like, Blair's like, no, I'm married. And also, even if I wasn't married, I promised Chuck that I'd wait for him. So, you know, there's the claws and the prenup, and we're not servants to our emotions. We can control them, suppress them, stomp them out like bugs. Um, but Serena's done with her, so... Uh, she's, she did she's not gonna, promise she's Chuck gonna that leave. she would wait for him. Hmm. Did she, she's still I, think on the, she I think she's still on, like, the... Well, I, you know, we can still never be together because God thing. I thought that's still where she landed at there. No, I think that's over. She said, now we can't be together because I have to be with Louis for at least a year. And she's going to come back to him after the prenup's all said and done. I think that was what, I think that was, what was implied. The yeah. prenup is only a year? Yeah, that's what, that's what I said last time. So I was like, thinking about it, year's not that long. Like, <laughs> I think the main it, thing it, of it the prenup is It seem long to like a 21-year-old, but girl <laughs> it's gonna be okay um, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be okay it Even is someone who likes the concept of dan and blair i do not i feel like this is an icky beginning to their possibility of a relationship where she's like well i am married and <laughs> i do have feelings for someone else yeah. and he is waiting for 100 right, yeah. right. so it's like it's not really the story tale enemies to lovers that i wish it were yeah, but i right. mean at least it's like Toxic and fun and like yeah. Captain. Even like, the marriage you can kind of fly throughout the window, but I get it is not the best start. Yeah, 
we we hear the Gossip Girl voiceover every single time we hear uh, Kristen Bell. She's talking about how cold it is during this episode. I kept thinking that that was going to come into play at some point, but no, yeah, I guess it's just cold. About it. like, just every single one, she says, it is so cold today that people just Maybe they will find out where Georgina's been operating. She just doesn't really have a <laughs> a place inside to work through right now. She's just in a porta potty like on a laptop. Well, she's in a warm place, but how, how quickly you forget Rufus's coat. <laughs> yes, that's the main plot point we got from it, that, that he had to get his coat because it's so cold out uh, there. And what about Chuck's scarf? <laughs> oh, okay. So there was a point. I guess uh, I, I guess she never would have been wearing a scarf if it wasn't quite this cold. Um, Outerwear was so, quite the theme this episode, Matthew. It, it was. It was. Um, Chuck and Alessandra, I guess they're still fucking in her chair. I mean, they, I don't even know if they're fucking. They're he said fully it would take closed still. So, uh, yeah. Okay. And it literally <laughs> did because in this scene, it, it starts. And what has happened since the last time we saw these two is that the courier left with the book proposal, made it to the person that they're selling it to. That person read the proposal and then called them four times. Yeah. So like, four times, yes. It has to be like an hour and a half minimum how yeah. long it's been. Yes. So like, yes. Chuck is quite the machine. <laughs> the guy can move. So, yeah. so Alessandra finally calls Jonathan Cart back. She's like, oh, they must have really loved his proposal since they're calling so quickly. And Chuck is just like enthusiastically nodding along and smiling, like patiently waiting for shit to hit the fan. Um, and then we find out that, uh, that uh, Chuck, well, Chuck is still doing these like overdramatic for him, I guess, facial expressions while the call is happening. Like I've never seen Chuck behave this way. His, <laughs> his weird behavior continues. And Alessandra finds out that Dan's book was plagiarized and now Dan's like putting on his best confused face. Like he's, he's really going for the hey, uh, Academy Chuck's Award like for on face acting antidepressants here. this episode or something. <laughs> yeah, I think so. He's in a very chipper mood. Yeah. Um, so Alessandra thinks there must be some expl- explanation as uh, Chuck is like, yeah, you've got a lot on your plate right now. I think I'll, I'll, think I'll leave this to you. So uh, mission accomplished for Charlie Trout, at least so far. Yeah, good hey, job. Maybe Charlie. human couriers are fallible, whereas email delivery maybe. is instant and usually pretty good. He wants to make sure he had enough time to get his internet, his uh, afternoon of sex in. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gotten time to do that. Yeah. So uh, Dan is chatting with, I guess this is the person playing him in the uh, in, in the performance. So he, Blair, he Blair is trying to... He screen more frequently. <laughs> he should have, yeah. <laughs> Blair is trying to make him go away so she can whine about how Serena's mad at them, even though it didn't mean, the kiss didn't mean anything. But Blair's like, I, I've had enough. Please just go home. Um, and... The guy playing Dan is like, no, this is great. I won't. I can use this. I'll. I'll just watch it. And Blair shoots him a look, so he leaves. And I, uh, I think for the first time all season, Dan tells Blair that he doesn't want to be her friend. He says, "I want more. I want you. And if you don't feel the same way about me, then I don't think we should be seeing each other anymore." And uh, he leaves. Yeah, I mean, like I've been saying, he's he's been feeling bullied by this woman who won't get with him again. She's, bullied him she's for married. the past five years. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> Since they met, she's hated him and has bullied him regularly. Pretty much. Yeah, they've been friends, it. but they've been friends this season. Right, right, right. Sure. Now she's she's so close, but so far away. You've been friends, and now you know he was Blair's most trusted friend. Like even past Serena at this point, like she's been going to Dan with everything, and now she's like losing her best friend here because Dan's like, yeah, you don't want to date me, I'm out. That's one of the reasons I really liked it at first too, is because Dan and Blair actually do have on-screen chemistry, unlike Dan and Serena. The two of them don't like the two of them actually have things in common. They have banter. Film. Yeah. The films. So yeah. Um 
that's all. That's all I've got on that. There's a there's a world where I'm back. I'm back on Dan and Blair. If if the rest of it goes, okay. I I still don't think they're Endgame, but I, I could maybe be on board. I don't like that Dan's refusing to be your friend. I feel bad for Blair. And then, do you think that Travis and Taylor are Endgame? <laughs> um, yeah, but I think they'll get divorced. They're celebrities. So no. <laughs> I guess it depends on where where, where, where the, the game end, ends. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Just on how many seasons this uh, Taylor and Travis shows right, right. show goes. Uh, Lola's perusing Gossip Girl for the first time. She can't believe how much detail there is about everyone. And Nate's like, "Yeah, are you looking up Blair for your character, or are you looking up Charlie for your secret agenda?" And Lola's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so mysterious. But it's, it's a really weird situation. And uh, she doesn't want to – I don't want you to get wrapped up in it. And Nate should be like, I, by the way, what's your last name? Oh, your name is also Charlotte Rhodes? That's, that's so crazy. <laughs> like, maybe Nate this also, has something to do with it. He loves being able to catch someone in, in the acts and like catch someone scheming. He's never able to keep up with everybody else and what they're doing. So this person is like prime pickings for him right now. He, he feels so smart. I just love that Nate must still not know Lola's last name. <laughs> I don't think he does, no. I like Otherwise, that Jenny's would... character was like learning the ropes and learning how to play this game, but she wasn't good at it at first, but then she learned. Whereas mm. Nate is just like not good at it and he does not know how to scheme <laughs> yeah. at all. He doesn't learn and is just kind of like never constantly will. behind everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, so like, keep in mind, uh, Nate is the guy whose cousin recently tried to murder him. So like he's no stranger <laughs> to weird situations. I don't think I don't think anything that Lola wraps him up in is going to compare to that. But um, <laughs> Nate's just walking around all of a sudden, long going, "Hello, Willie, Lola." He's <laughs> just singing her name. <laughs> and great song. Honestly, great song. she is not scheming. She is like no, trying yeah. to figure yeah. out why someone stole her identity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why she doesn't doesn't just say that, but so. Everyone gets a Gossip Girl blast. Spotted. Charlie Rhodes entering the hospital. Uh, so now that Lola uses Gossip Girl, she knows exactly where she needs to go. Uh, Nate's going to go with her. Uh, Lola tells fake Dan that she needs to leave, but then who's going to play Claire? And uh, luckily he catches Blair right before she walks out and tells her that she'd be amazing as Claire. So uh, Blair Blair can't even help but like slightly smile. Like, yeah, I would I would be amazing <laughs> as Claire. I do. I love when characters on act. her face at that moment was really great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so... All all things are in place for for Blair to now be a part of this performance. But uh, at the hospital, I, these characters this is home away from home. They're always they're yeah. always at the hospital. For, for we've, we've had some great hospital um, scenes throughout the time of the series. But I, I, this I mean, is, recently we like just had the Chuck and Blair car crash. Yeah, yeah. This but this is not one of the one of the strongest ones. No, no. Um, Serena comes running down the hall to ask if. Uh, CC's okay. Uh, no need for Lily to check because the entire hospital staff comes running down the hall with CC in, in the gurney. Um, <laughs> There's 10 people carrying this. <laughs> and Errol's worried she's unconscious, but Charlie comes in and to explain, no, no, she's just sedated. Uh, they think she had a blood clot in her lung, which is very common in cancer and chemotherapy. Uh, Lily's in shock, but uh, so they, they have to get her a CAT scan immediately. It's, it's crazy that and- Charlie kept this from Lily and her family. <laughs> Listen, CC said no. <laughs> this this girl who knows she's not actually her family. Well, Serena has the wherewithal to ask Charlie what the fuck she's doing here, and Charlie's like, "Oh, I was just visiting Grandma." But the nurse that is with them is like, "No, no, no! Don't be so modest. <laughs> she's been with Grandma CC for months. She's been a solace to her." Didn't CC also already hide 
her cancer like wasn't that nothing this already happened yeah before? this was already she hit the cancer for the first time then then, then they found out that it got then it went into remission now she's hiding it again it came back and, and lily's had fake cancer lily has had fake cancer yes yeah i think cc really like you know what like fake cancer runs in the family so i'm probably fine this round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. B- Billy Baldwin probably just gave me some some of that fake answer. He was giving he was giving Lily. I'm fine. <laughs> All right, tell Billy to stop with the games. A blood clot. That's a little too far, Uncle Uncle Billy. <laughs> that's She's enough. Like, no, she was like she probably became very familiar with cancer when she had fake cancer. So she was like, oh, that's normal. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So, uh, Carol's besides herself. Obviously, Carol knows that Charlie is not really Cece's granddaughter. So. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, the doctor walks by, so Lily demands to know what's going on. Uh, that's why when he says, "Get it's, on the helicopter." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you they had have to go to. to the to the city, but um, so Carol stops Charlie, and Charlie tells her that uh, she thought that they were taking her to the Hamptons. She didn't think she was going to be here, and then Serena needs to grab Charlie because the doctors want to talk to her too. But uh, Carol says, "This isn't over," and this is when, like, I know I should not be taking this so seriously but gossip girl voiceover calls charlie the upper east side's favorite imposter like implying that she and her readers know the truth about charlie even though they don't <laughs> yeah like, no, gossip girl has no idea that charlie's an imposter the people that follow gossip world don't know that no one knows this right now but the narrator is acting like everyone knows right if you're just leave it as a narrator or leave it as a plot device like you get a pickle right, and i'd like to just leave her as the narrator but then at the end of the episode she inserts herself and is like hey chuck here's some information i'm gossip <laughs> right. girl it doesn't make sense. I'm a character now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. So, but then also like that, that voiceover is specifically not like a, a blast. Like not everybody is getting the thing where she's like, right. I'm sending an email to Chuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we also knows, know right. whose voice. Like it's not mysterious because we know it's Georgina sending it to Chuck. <laughs> we know we know that it's Georgina, but Kristen Bell is still. Yeah, the why one isn't it? Um. Whatever her name is, doing the voiceover for these episodes. Then, yeah, but why isn't it her? Really, that could really help she, me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think they probably didn't want to pay her for this episode, but uh, that, but the episodes that she has been in, she should be doing the voiceover as well. I think. Um, yeah. Alessandra finds Dan. Uh, She's been calling him nonstop, but Dan had his ringer off. Uh, but he's glad she's here because he's got a you know a bunch of books to sell to the front of house. All proceeds are going to UCB. And he asked what she thought of the proposal. And Alessandra's like, the one you plagiarized? Uh, Dan is rightfully confused. And Alessandra's like, it was a condensed version oh, of a book already published. book sales are going to the... I thought it was just ticket sales. Sorry. That's a horrible deal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry, continue. <laughs> it's, it's all right. Um, so Dan knows what book she's talking about. He's like, yeah, that's not my book. And, you know, maybe you read the wrong proposal. And I was like, well, technically I didn't read the proposal, but your first draft was really good. So I just, <laughs> just sent it over. Yeah, I couldn't have read the wrong um, one because I didn't read he's it. He's like, but I triple checked with the messenger company and it definitely came from you. So uh, you need to show them that, you know, this was just a horrible mistake or you're going to get dropped. And if I were Dan... I'd be like firing Alessandra. Like, how the hell does she not read the book that she had one job? It's like, hey, Queen, why didn't you send him the first draft you read? Then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you loved the first draft so much, why didn't you just send, yeah. send that? <laughs> or, is it, or just like, clearly, you know that this is not the book I've been working on. So. <laughs> Yeah, like, what do you think happened? Like, clearly this... She, so, why, yeah, yeah, why doesn't Dan, she believe him? 
<laughs> right, because well, because Dan goes to check his computer. He's like, "Oh, let me go check my computer to make sure you got the right one." Which again, Dan is not nearly mad enough at Alessandra because even if he did send the wrong thing, like I'm guessing he doesn't have a plagiarized version of Jonathan Carp's blast off on his computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did Chuck send exactly? Did Chuck just send like the exact book over there? It was a condensed, a condensed version, a condensed version, version of, of blast off the, 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 the first book edited by Jonathan Carp. I guess yeah, Chuck wrote this like yeah. book proposal. <laughs> I guess Chuck had a lot of time. So, so did he read this first book edited by this guy? <laughs> yeah, that's, what a deep scheme. <laughs> a, a lot went into this. <laughs> so, um, Carol finds All Charlie he in the hospital. To do was contact page six. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, didn't, yeah, he, didn't, yeah. he, he could have just fabricated proof. Yeah. So. Charlie's asking, or Carol's asking Charlie why she didn't disappear months ago, and uh, she thinks that Charlie may have realized that Cece was an easy target, and I asked this when it was first revealed, uh, but do you think that Cece was just a mark for Charlie, or does she genuinely care for her? No, as she, a, cares. As a she cares too much. Maybe. That's what I think, too. She really loves this family. For whatever reason, she has really just she fallen in love with this family. Yeah. She does, because Cece was kind to her. She was. She I was like letting them back into the will, like, yeah. Yeah. I guess yes. they, yeah. yeah, they must have had some real family bond oh. built up. So yeah, like, that's exactly. <laughs> it, it is tough because like it does look like it's a tough situation where Charlie's like, oh yeah, I'm here to collect a bunch of money. Once they well, all find out, yeah. but, like it, you can't just say, oh, I was wasn't in it for the money. While she's like dressed in all designer clothing. <laughs> yes, proven con woman who admits that she was hired to get access to a trust fund that wasn't her, and then just befriends this old no, lady months before she dies. Who has? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I get why some people might not be quick to to believe her here. Um, I also don't like. I, so, I, I said it. I think last episode she was on, but it's it's tough. That I really liked the first half of the season, Charlie, and now her character's just become like flustered girl, and it's just it's just not not working. Right. For me. Right. Yeah. I liked Charlie. I liked. Charlie as Charlie, yeah. and then I like Charlie the schemer a and lot more now. Charlie the team up for next episode seemingly will be better for her. Oh, got got. We Once can only want to feel bad for her for this, but like she's she was uh, she was actively lying up until the point that she got caught lying. So like I, yeah. like there was never a point where she felt so bad that she like came clean. Yeah, I was gonna come clean as soon as I was put in the will. Like I don't, I don't understand what I don't understand why you guys are mad. At me. <laughs> uh, Dan is trying to find his proposal, but there's no files on his laptop. Again, don't know how he didn't have a password or anything, but uh, he didn't even back it up. And Alessandra's like, "Is this a cry for help?" And I'd be like, no, "Don't, don't put this on me. I'm not crying for help. You're the one who fucked up here, Alessandra." Um, Dan thinks that either the messenger screwed up or someone's screwing with him. And Alessandra asks who would go to such length to do that as she's uh, fiddling with the scarf that Chuck gave her. And Detective Humphrey sees the scarf and compliments it. He's clocked it. And Alessandra doesn't think that is weird that Dan just like completely changed this very serious subject to compliment her scarf. <laughs> she's like, thanks. It is nice. I know. It was a game. It was a game. That's my girl, Alessandra. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go back to the office. See you later. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Okay, wait, another fun, sorry, another fun idea for this episode would have been for one of the actors to figure it out because they've, like, read the book and they're like, oh, don't you, well, this sounds like something that, like, Chuck's character would do. <laughs> that would have been okay. great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, I'm that been good. I love this version of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I just think that this is such a great concept 
for an it episode, for, and then they wasted it on like a C plot, and it like doesn't even they don't even do all of the things that, that would be fun with it. Mm-hmm. Would have been fun, yeah. So I mean, remember the the fucking the great play they put on back when they were in high school in season two that w- that like everyone was arguing on stage with each other. That's that's what yeah. that's what uh, these performances should be, not just one random scene. It's that, really just. Like you said, like use this like a set piece almost, and it's not like a beautiful set piece. It's just like a black room. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, fun. I mean, I do love that Blair is the one now performing as herself in the play. That that yeah. is insane. I do, I do love that. Um, the uh, the director's just like intensely watching as Claire and Sabrina exchange lines. Uh, this is when Blair stops to compliment everyone on what a good job they're doing making fun of this. And at that point, I was like, are they are they making fun of it because they aren't? So yeah, that, she was confusing me oh, when she kept saying that. Yes. Uh, what do we think of Sabrina's performance? I. Uh, was she uh, was she doing a good Serena? Yeah. Oh, exactly no, like fine. Serena. <laughs> she looked <laughs> exactly, exactly like her, yeah. I love the when she's pumping up uh, Claire Carlisle and telling her that she's in charge of her own destiny. Blair is like actually taking it in and getting pumped up. She's like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, am. I am in charge. <laughs> yeah. I am always um, excited like, to, when I, these sort of things happen in TV shows. I'm excited to see how our characters are going to be as actors. Like, I wonder if they're going to be good, if they're going to be like funny, bad, like what their what their choice is going to be when they're in character. Love to when act. characters act. Yeah, you love so actors playing characters acting. <laughs> I love that shit. I love it. I'm upset on Dan's behalf because this makes it very clear that Blair has never read Dan's book. She, I, she's, she's been, been upfront about that. that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Recently. Well, that's at least yeah. nice of her, I guess. But if she's like, <laughs> like if she, I was in love with someone and I wrote a book, I would hope that they would read it. <laughs> she re- well, yeah. She Especially she read the part with like the- an admission of love. Well, she read the part where they had yeah, sex and was like, "It didn't happen." Of, so I don't, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to read the rest of this book. Um, but well, at least it's been discussed. Yeah, uh, and argued over. So Sabrina mentions Dylan, and that that name makes Blair like she's looking in the crowd. She's like, I don't know what she's doing. But Sabrina asks her if she. This is the scene where Sabrina's like, "I know we're friends, but Dan's actually sorry, not Dan. I'm making the same mistake that uh, mm. that Blair was doing. Uh, but Dylan actually is better than me, and he loves you. And remember when your mother didn't show up for that essay contest? Who showed up? Even though you treated him so terribly. And this is news to Blair. She's like, Dan came to that, and the the crowd's getting confused because she keeps saying Dan. Um, but also, like, this alludes to this was an essay contest that actually happened because Blair says uh, Dan came to that, and like. I was thinking, when was this essay contest that Dan showed up to? Like, this was back when Blair hated him. But uh, the IMDb trivia section apparently says that the scene in which Blair Waldorf discovers that Dan Humphrey attended an award ceremony for an essay competition that she won was originally intended to be the focus of a season one episode that had to be scrapped after the 2007 to 2008 writer's strike. So oh. this was a season one episode which where, like, Blair and Dan, like, hated each other like i would have loved to see that like yeah. i, I want to know what happened why did dan go why did he go and not so tell Blair? how did serena know about exist. this it doesn't exist but still exists in the canon that weird is terrible choice okay. I'm sad that's a, what so there's nothing that okay this is terrible god <laughs> <laughs> You had to do research to understand the reference. Yeah, I was confused when it happened because I was like, "When did this happen?" And then I was, and then I read it. And I was like, "How come we haven't heard about this?" This was perfect for people like me who are only watching this episode because I was like, "Oh my god, this is like a great moment." She's like learning this secret right. that's been kept for some reason. I just took it as like an off-screen moment that like happened sometime during their current friendship. Also, but, why would Dan go and not and not tell Blair and yeah. also tell Serena? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll find out when if that episode is ever <laughs> if the script to that episode is ever recovered. Um, 
So Sabrina continues to tell Claire that Dylan's always there for her, even when she doesn't know it. No matter how badly she treats him, he cares about her, and not in spite of who you are, but because of it. Um, this book sucks. I hate. This. I would not. I would not read Inside by Dan Humphrey. Um, <laughs> it's also very dialogue heavy. The actors are reading directly <laughs> yeah. from the book. Yeah, with yeah. No description at all. Right, almost as if like it was a play that he had written. Hmm. But this is when Blair realizes Dan loves me for me, uh, and Sabrina's trying to or. The person playing Sabrina's friends, she's like, yes, Dylan does. Uh, I, I I can't believe this is what's showing Blair that Dan loves her, and n- now, like, it means something to her. Like, she already knew that Dan loved her. He told her that, like, very recently. <laughs> so, but now she's like, oh, oh, he was at that essay contest. This changes everything. But now she realizes and... he's worthy of her love. This, this essay contest that happened five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this, this essay contest that didn't happen five years ago. <laughs> yes. Uh, Blair says she has to go, and Sabrina says that's not her line, and everyone laughs. Like, was that a meta joke about how <laughs> many times Sabrina was. says she it has to go? Must because, have been. because that's the joke of the episode, if so. That is funny. <laughs> that's really good. I gotta go. <laughs> and then Blair, Blair, Claire, she's like, "No, I, Blair, have to go," and she runs away, and the audience claps for her. <laughs> sure, sure. What? Yeah, okay. That was a fucking mess. <laughs> Absolute fucking mess. <laughs> What is the audience? I mean, they must have loved it. They they were they were clapping. Um, that was some of the weirdest so, shit I've seen on Gossip Girl, honestly. <laughs> I didn't know you were so weirded out by it. I was, I was at the heebie-jeebies. You're you're shaking right now. Oh. <laughs> you're sweating. Well, I think if oh, there, the cameras was... weren't on, you would never have known that Brendan was was Brendan was sweating. Yeah, I right, think yeah. I think it's mostly I... Sam's hair that's making me sweat. Well, of course. Thank you. You're one of the few who actively compliments me on it. <laughs> oh, that's sad. It's a, it's a luscious head of hair. It's looking good. You gotta, you gotta come on uh, more. Thank often. you. Um, <laughs> well, if Scally and Mel both drop out, you know where to call. <laughs> Listen, you're you are scheduled for a season six episode, <laughs> where Scally is not. <laughs> so, okay. so you wait, end up I with more episodes. Or is he like in the eight timers club? No, no, no. You and Scally both have six, but you're scheduled for another episode, whereas he is not. But as soon as someone drops out, you know who I'm going to. So, oh man, oh, anyone, sure. it's anyone's okay, game. But the way we were speaking earlier in the episode, I thought it was impossible for me to catch up. Seeing, but oh, I have tied. caught up, and I'm the only yeah. one with current potential to go to the seven timers club. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got it. You're, you've got it now. Thank you for for, uh, <laughs> thank you everyone for indulging us in uh, <laughs> in it. stats they corner. Love it. Yeah, they love, it. they fucking love that shit. I mean, honestly, so, our, our end of year episodes do pretty well, so they they love the stats. Oh, perfect. Um, prepping CC for surgery. Uh, the the hospital people are, I guess. Um, her her cancer, which they didn't know has returned, had been uh, responding well to chemo, but then this happened. Um, Lola shows up at the hospital to confront Charlie, but she sees her mom, and she immediately blows everyone's cover by loudly saying, "Mom," and I don't blame her because that is her mom, and she wasn't expecting to see her here. So, like, I, <laughs> I have the same reaction. <laughs> Mom, why are you with this random assortment of people that include the person so... I cater weedered for, the person I had a random paper with last week, <laughs> the person posing as me? Like, what's going on right now? It's like, huh? You know everyone I know? <laughs> <laughs> she must think she's part of like the Truman Show right now or something. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? It's really, it has to be such a crazy realization for her. <laughs> so. Um, so Charlie notices Lola here. She must be shitting herself. She's like, "Oh no!" And so, but also, Lily, I, I wasn't that scared for Charlie at this point because we've gotten this close 
five or six times. <laughs> and she always, and she always, she gets, always out gets out of it. Out of it. Yeah. <laughs> this, this time was a bridge too far. Um, Lily asks who she is before realizing that this is uh, her new buddy, Lola. She's like, oh, Lola from the, <laughs> the cater waiter? And Carol's uh, surprised that Lily knows her. Uh, Lola keeps calling Carol mom and asking what's going on. And Lily turns to Carol and is like, what is this girl talking about? Do you know her? It's like, she's calling her mom. Like, <laughs> Are you not, not going to comment on that? Who is this girl calling you mom? Do you know her? <laughs> but So it looks like Carol's like trying to come up with a cover, but eventually just says, yes, she's... Uh, uh, she's uh, my daughter. <laughs> it's like she she meant to say something it's else. Like epi- it's like that episode of Community where yes, it's like, yes. No, Jeff's gonna Jeff's getting in a fight. And then we hear uh, Gossip Girl again say, "Uh oh, Ivy," which again I was getting pissed off that Gossip Girl knew knew who Ivy was, but. Um, <laughs> So Serena's shocked, and she asks Charlie, like, oh, if that is Carol's daughter, then who the fuck are you? And I think Rufus chimes in, and he's like, oh, so that guy Max was telling the truth. That Rufus. happens in the next scene okay. where uh, where, they're, where they're talking. But yeah, Rufus says something where he's like, yeah, we know all about Ivy Dickens. Like, I don't think you do, Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> so you, she tried to tell you a while ago, Rufus, but you wouldn't listen. Yeah, so this is what happened. Yeah, like, Lily's going to get to the bottom of this. Um she flattered to ask Carol why she introduced this girl as her daughter, motioning to uh, Charlie. And Brendan, you knew this would have to come out eventually. Is this how you were expecting it to go? And what did you think of the of the grand reveal after all this time? I, <laughs> this you implied that you were, you were underwhelmed earlier. <laughs> yeah, this is not at all how I expected it to go. Because once it's revealed to everyone at once, they're like, huh, okay. And then they kind of move on. <laughs> they, they, they make sure everyone's okay, on board, so and then they just kind of keep you're going. You're my cousin. I guess you're my cousin. You're not my cousin. Okay. There happens to be like I guess a larger thing going on, which I guess is why they can't fully focus on this because Lily's mom's dying. But at the same time, it it should have given us the moment that it deserved. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, This is a huge. We've been tracking this all season. This is something that should have been bigger. And they just they just chop. Oh, and Cece's dying. All right, now fight. Both of these things should have been completely separate and like huge explosive events. Yes, absolutely. because they happen together, both of them are like completely they're undercut just both, like, by the forks. other one. Like, yeah, and neither are given like the emphasis that they need. Yeah, right. So Lily asks who this girl is, and Lola says it's Ivy Dickens. And this is when Rufus is like, "Yeah, we know that story." Which <laughs> classic Rufus is like, uh, "Yeah, babe, you're you're a little slow to the Ivy Dickens." Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you about Ivy Dickens actually. Rufus, <laughs> you didn't um, know. Yeah, we've known about this for a while. Um, and then Serena's like exhausted reading of oh my god so Max was telling the truth was was pretty good oh, yeah. and then so uh, Carol is telling Ivy she's like shut the fuck up Ivy like shut up but now's as good a time as ever to come clean I guess she says your mom hired me to be you and Carol's trying to save face she's like I was doing it to protect you but Ivy's not done she's like I was supposed to gain access to your trust fund for your mother which I did and then I went back to my own life uh, but then she explains she ran to Serena in L A and came back to New York with her and uh, Lily is now realizing that her PI did actually find the correct Charlotte Road so. Andrew Tyler vindicated. Someone call Mel. Yes. Way to go, Andrew Tyler. Thank God. MVP for Andrew Tyler. Off-screen MVP for Andrew Tyler. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't mentioned in the episode, so I don't know if we can give it to him. but Not directly, Again, but is... she says her PI. This is name. just an issue because I haven't been keeping up, but there was a moment in a previous episode where they ran into each other in L.A. Oh, I imagine this is when Serena was being a script supervisor or whatever yes. that I hear Pat Regan yep, yep, talk yep. about. Um, yeah. But like, <laughs> she, was, she was like, she ran into this girl she thought was her cousin, and then by some law of 
honor or some kind of thing the cousin had to go back to new york with her like what <laughs> again I think serena, serena into it wasn't practicing. yeah serena kept saying come back to new york and she was like no <laughs> and then by the end of the episode she was like okay and she just completely ditched her job and her boyfriend that she had been with for a while and just went back to new york with serena and then her boyfriend comes to new york and tries to expose her and that's a whole thing and that doesn't right, end right, up right, working I just, and then, yeah you know it, it seemed seemed like a flimsy reason to have to come back to new york because yeah yeah. yeah i can't remember I what forget, the exact reason was, but wanted to yeah for sure so um so lily you know calls out that uh that Carol is like keeping her daughter away from them. Like, yeah, oh, the these people that took in your daughter as their own, we must be monsters. And you know, Lily making some solid points there. Mm. But uh, Charlie in a very tough spot now because what the hell can she even say? She's just like, Lily, Rufus, Serena. You know, I understand that you're mad, and I'm sorry. And that's like pretty much all, all you can say. Oh yeah, what else did you say? At yeah. that point, yeah, she could run. Honestly, a great run. Even like this has been over a year at this point that she's been living this lie. So like, incredible work. The whole Max thing should have exposed her, and it didn't. But it's you know, it's over now. Yeah, it's it's over now. I'm I'm glad we're hopefully this is in our our rear view. What? Apologized. It's this over. This whole scenario. Yeah, it's like the Ivy. The she Ivy, can't actually, pretend that she is. But I wonder if like she's still gonna like, hang out with <laughs> Serena, maybe a little bit. I don't, I don't know. Serena cannot accept this apology. She can only accept apology if this girl <laughs> continues to <laughs> pretend to be her cousin, but proves that to she prove doesn't actually that care about she's not them actually by her... being in proximity to <laughs> right, them. Right, right, right. <laughs> Right. If you don't care, if, you, if you're not using this family for money, then prove it and hang out with us all, all day. And <laughs> <laughs> send, send pics. <laughs> send pics. Hang Just out with us all day and, and not take our money and send, and send pics. <laughs> if you don't want our money, live in my penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> That'll show you. <laughs> so, uh, Dan pays Chuck a visit. Uh, Chuck is trying to play dumb, but Dan is pretty confident that Chuck has switched the proposals. Um, Chuck is impressed he was able to identify the quality of his scarf. Uh, you've learned so much from me in such a short period of time. And uh, Chuck knows that Dan can't prove anything. They lived and... in the same apartment for like over a year. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Dan uh, doesn't think, or Chuck knows that Dan can't prove anything, and he doesn't think his real proposal will matter much because that'll all be after uh, page six exposes Dan as a plagiarist. Uh, whether it's true or not, Dan will be tainted, and his publisher will drop him. Uh, the best part of the this plan is... Uh, this was the best part of the plan. He should like this was the part of the plan that they needed. And why page six? <laughs> he was reading Publishers Weekly at the beginning of the of the episode. Mm -hmm. he, like have it be them. I, like I get and Dan kind of <laughs> is like a big celebrity because he's constantly being blasted out on like early early internet and like was probably it yeah. probably has like a million MySpace friends. And so like Dan <laughs> is a big deal and he's got this big book. So like page six makes sense. Like this is an excellent idea charles and i think that sure. this is what you should have gone with from the very beginning <laughs> <laughs> just tacked on at the end um he tells dan you can't win against me humphrey you can't even compete so dan finally realizes that this is about blair and uh i guess this starts to, like twist the knife by telling chuck oh well you know what i must be winning then because otherwise you wouldn't be trying so hard if i didn't have a real shot with her um so you know they're gonna continue their fight over blair i guess and uh Dan just pretty much thanks Chuck for the vote of confidence and leaves to uh, to answer a call from Rufus and uh, Chuck is a little happy. I'm still very calm of Dan to be like his career might be up in the air <laughs> and he's just like you know what Chuck fuck you I'm winning. If I'm winning the Blair sweepstakes it might be worth it. I guess. It, guys in love. It it does seem easily fixable like <laughs> for yeah. so many different ways like 
you can eat the your your whatever this woman's job is she has admitted to you that she did not read the thing right and, like and her assistant pretty much knows that information also uh and someone has the first draft of the actual proposal somewhere <laughs> somewhere uh, whoever that could, wherever that went. could just be sent ahead to be like oh there was some kind of mix-up something happened publisher drama like right, it right. Could, it's all very fixable so i think dan is within his rights <laughs> to be like this isn't i think chuck <laughs> should have done a little more listening to alessandra when she was trying to like explain the process <laughs> figured out a better way to like make this work mm-hmm. true yeah, true uh, he had his plan and he went with it though um Serena and Charlie are in the hallway. Uh, she asks Charlie why she came back to New York with her, and Charlie confesses that she never had a real family, and uh, she was so good to her, like the big sister she never had, and she insists that she really cares about them, but uh, Serena accuses her of only caring about the money, and it was probably her idea to keep Grandma's relapse a secret so that she could be the only one there for her, but Charlie says she begs Cece to tell everyone, but she didn't want to worry them, and... Uh, Serena just tells Charlie, leave. It's a family matter. You're not family. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, you're a nothing to her, a stranger, a nobody. So get out of here before I call the cops. It's still, ex- I, I get she told her to get out of there and like she was going to call the cops, but she should have been more angry this entire scene. She's like, you probably uh, wanted CC to die and you were letting her die. You should get out of here now. That's pretty fucked. That's pretty <laughs> fucked up. That actually, get the fuck out of here. You, you have to go. Here's <laughs> my grandma's dad. Can you get out of here now? <laughs> well, Charlie doesn't want to leave because Cece told her to stay. But uh, Serena's like, "You're not, you're not Charlie. Get the fuck out of here." Yeah. Well, she doesn't have much longer, so she won't remember this. Yeah, Cece's not really with us anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, just head out a little early. Cece's going to be gone in a second. Um, <laughs> Carol stops by Lola before she leaves. Uh, love that. Lo- like Carol, like evens the playing field by going like oh you go by lola hmm guess there's things you've been hiding from me as well as if those two things are even remotely the same <laughs> like yeah i pretended you didn't have a family i have but a nickname you're going by, sorry you're going by lola now <laughs> that's kind of crazy <laughs> like i don't even know you <laughs> so not even like you were lying about michigan state like you go by lola now <laughs> That's the thing she clings on oh, to. It's going to just be like something that her friends in college call her. <laughs> uh, Lola wants to know what's so terrible about all the people that she didn't want her to know. And she keeps saying that everything was done to protect her, but uh, to protect us. But Lola tells Carol that after today, there is no us. She is done with her, which seems fair to me. And it also implies that, because we were trying to figure it out, that... Uh, Lola had this whole caper with Serena, who she didn't know that was her cousin. But I was, and we all came to the conclusion that yes, she knows she has a cousin. She know, like she's not she like she, obviously her whole family hasn't been hiding from her. Like Carol just doesn't want her to be with them. She knows she has cousins though, and presumably she knows she has a cousin named Serena because they used to hang out when they were little, according to Serena. But she just doesn't know this socialite Serena Vanderwoodson. Uh, so she she doesn't know that she's hanging out with her cousin. But no, apparently she did not know that she had any family besides her mom. Right. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about this a lot, like, this season. Um, and this is the reveal. Like, yeah, I thought it was just me and Mommy. That's it. I guess so. I, I guess she's just been lying to her about, like, literally everything. So, um, but, I don't know. I guess she has no recollection of what she hung out with Serena when they were little. Yeah. She's yeah. tiny, little. Um, it's too involved. I, I can't I can't ask you to <laughs> recap the other episodes. Do you think she's rude here when, when she says that she doesn't want to get coffee <laughs> or she's we, we, yeah because it did seem it did seem a little harsh but, so okay i, I saw where she was coming from but it was like misdirected yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 
So Blair, Blair meets Dan at the hospital. Um, Blair's afraid to go in because Serena's still mad. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe she has a reason to be mad. Maybe she was right about Blair denying her that she has feelings for Dan. And uh, she confesses to Dan that she, you know, came to see Dan today to prove she's not in denial. And she's like, oh, it's warped logic. It's awful. And Dan's like, it's not awful. It's you. It couldn't be awful. Like, oh, oh, great, baby. great line, Dan. This is definitely <laughs> the guy that wrote Inside. Um, Blair's like, how could this happen with the prenup and Chuck and Serena? Uh, whatever it is, it's going to have to wait. And Dan, who's like been begging for this to happen for the last two episodes, now doesn't even wait, want to wait. He's like, yeah, what if I don't want to wait? Um, I mean, he, he has to anyway. She has to be married to Louis for, for a year. Like, that's... I guess you could still like... It, it's, it's very much a just front-facing relationship. It doesn't... It, well, yeah, all while on. Louis is uh, in Monaco, they can, they can kiss, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless oh, if he's here, so, I don't think he cares. Yeah. So Serena interrupts. Dan Dan goes inside to see his dad. Uh, Blair confesses to Serena that she, wait, where, that she okay, was this right. Moment oh. where they're, this moment where they're like switching off who's in the scene where Dan is <laughs> okay. like, I'm going to go see my dad. And it's like Rufus is like the least impacted <laughs> of the people in there that you could That's go true. be going to comfort. <laughs> <laughs> he is not he, he's like not involved. Got to see how daddy helps do it. <laughs> Taking it tough. So, Blair confesses to Serena that she was right. She has feelings for Dan, and she's sorry. And then after all that, uh, <laughs> Serena tells Blair she doesn't have to be sorry. That's all so I wanted you to say, that you love the guy I love. What was, what was the point of any of this? <laughs> it was all tests. You don't have to... You don't have to apologize. I don't care. I don't care anymore. <laughs> okay. So Blair says she won't see Dan anymore because... Uh... Honestly, to be fair, like, Serena did just have a much bigger thing, a, like, much bigger betrayal yeah. happen. <laughs> so, like, maybe she's true. sort of that realizing, yeah. like... I guess in the grand okay, scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. If Dan yeah. and Blair date, my cousin, who I've known for, like, over a year, actually isn't my cousin. Or, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, so... I just learned that somebody committed identity theft in order to get part of my inheritance okay maybe. she might have been killing my grandma the whole time i'm not sure yeah, she, i think she might have been killed my grandma and then ran away so, so I you guys you. are fine <laughs> so, like so um blair says she won't see dan anymore not because she's in denial but because of their friendship you come first you're my family blair such a great friend Aww. such a great friend that and then blair. they kiss um and then they kiss, of course. Uh, Serena is finally, you know, being mature about this. She said their friendship is real, which she knows it is. They can get through this. Um, is real. And I didn't know she says, yeah. <laughs> 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 and she she says that uh, the two of them are going to face a lot of obstacles, but she's not going to be one of them. One of them. So uh, this love pentagon is going back to the classic love quadrangle. Great. <laughs> they hug. It's very sweet. Uh, Lola. Lola walks in and is like. <laughs> Yep, Lola walks in and is like, and Serena's like, "Hey, I guess we're cousins. Like we've seen this before. This is exactly what happened with Fake Charlie last season. <laughs> it's <was> different face, <laughs> different face." And then Serena lets Lola you know, know that if she ever wants to get a lot of these plot lines, the cousins, so Serena says if she ever wants to get car crash right after the episode, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be another one before the end of the series for sure. It... If she ever wants to get coffee, she would love to get to know her. And Lola says, up until 10 minutes ago, I didn't even know I had a family. So, uh, so uh, what did she say? So, Sorry if I don't um, want to get coffee with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, oh, so forgive me if I don't want to get coffee or something. Like, why the hostility there? And it's like, you would think that the reaction would be, I didn't know I had a family. Can we get lunch instead of coffee? Like, right. not just yes. coffee. He's like, forgive me if I don't want to get coffee or something. Yeah, I think, I think like, Serena's oh, trying to be God, like, right. like gentle by saying, like, let's just start small, like do something easy like coffee. Yeah. And she's like, um, that's not big enough for me, bitch. 
He's like, first of all, fuck you. I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And so Lola leaves and uh, Blair is confused. She's like, what do you mean that cater girl is your cousin? And Serene just says, oh, yeah, there's a lot going on. But she doesn't tell. Like, she doesn't. She's like, now is not the time. Uh, I cannot fill you in. Uh, We have to go in and and face the mayhem. And uh, Blair has to make a phone call first, though. And she calls Chuck. And it looks like we're getting another phone call. Can I say we're getting another classic end of episode? Oh, please do. Uh, is this the last we see of Lola? Do we no longer need her? No, she'll be she back. Served her purpose. Okay. <laughs> no, she'll be. It would, back. Be, it would be funny and very Gossip Girl to just be like, "All right, well, they found out who she is. So long." I mean, she goes home with Nate at the end of the episode. Dirty, dirty. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, so Blair Chuck scene here. Blair tells Chuck to stop trying to hurt Dan and be mad at her instead. And Chuck says he can never be mad at her, but Blair's like, "Listen." Being a good person doesn't mean just being good to me, which is true, I guess. I, I, I guess Chuck has been he, focusing he most had, of his energy on He had been good, just... like, all-encompassing good before this, though. This is the yeah. first, like, little bit of bad he's done is towards Dan. Right. And so Chuck responds by telling Blair, you made it seem like you wanted me to wait for you. Which, uh, seriously, though, I, she did make it seem like that. I, I do believe that was heavily implied. And now she's just, like, dropping these feelings for Chuck after they planned on running away together. Mm-hmm. And Chuck asked if it was a lie. It wasn't. So he asked if her feelings change, and Blair doesn't know. Uh, but whatever happens, don't punish Dan for my confusion. Uh, she needs time to figure things out. But if Chuck targets Dan, it'll just push Blair and Dan closer together. And she knows he's too smart for that, and he's better than that. Some, uh, some nice uh, manipulation here from, uh, from, from Blair to Chuck. He's like, you're smarter than that. Don't do that. Yeah. He listens. It's tough. They've put me in a place where I don't really know who I'm rooting for more at this point. Like a a few episodes ago, I was easily way more on the truck train, the truck train, but now he's truck train. train. He's trying to sabotage Dan, and that's also a bad look, but it's also kind of what Chuck does. Um, I'm like kind of equally split at the moment. I'm rooting for Chuck. It's, yeah, like in, in a vacuum, and the vacuum is this being the only episode I've seen and me <laughs> thinking about what the rest of the episodes are sort of like. I mean, I think I do like Dan and Blair a lot more, but given the context of it with the marriage and with the, like, her clearly still being into Chuck while, like, pursuing Dan also, I'm like, this is not right. I hope it's not Dan. Mm-hmm. She just drops Chuck out of, like, imagine being Chuck here and then just being like, oh, by the way, I love your enemy Dan now, actually, so uh, I'm going to be with him now, and uh, I'm, I, I know you were going to wait for me for a year. Yeah, but, yeah. but I still kind of like the, you, too. I'm just a little confused. couple months, she's really put Chuck through it. She has, with the whole God thing, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, so Chuck really got the rug pulled out from under him, uh, so... Uh, Chuck calls Alessandra and emails her Dan's actual book proposal, The Monarch of Manhattan. And uh, just like that, Alessandra must uh, I mean, does Alessandra know she got played by Chuck at this point? Or is she still, is she stupid? Mm, maybe a little stupid. I guess. That's why we love her. Now that I've seen her receive an email of a proposal, I wish we would have seen the part of the episode where Chuck convinces her the only way to bring proposals around is by courier. Like, she clearly <laughs> could receive it as an email. The courier that Chuck had a part in, he owns the company that the couriers are. Like, clearly <laughs> he was involved in this part. Hopefully she does know that Chuck... Okay, wait. Chuck waiting for Blair, but he, as part of a scheme, he's sleeping with this woman who works in publishing? Yeah. Yes. That's that is the correct. Chuck way. 
Just making just clear, just making sure. Yeah. That's right. So Nate meets with Lola. I don't know where they are, some random location, I guess. And he asks if she found Charlie and if she's okay. Uh, Lola doesn't know if she's okay, but she needs to get out of here and she doesn't want to be alone. So Nate lets her stay with him. Uh, is this the start of a new relationship? Um, I guess so. I, I don't like like it or care about it that much. The way it started. <laughs> I don't think there's creepy. any. Re- you don't well, think, uh, okay. about a Nate Archibald plot. I like Nate. <laughs> I, I can. I can. Like, I can enjoy Nate. I'm a, I'm a Nate enjoyer. Enjoyer, right. but uh, they the, the writing does do him dirty usually. Yeah. So. Blair finds Dan in the hallway. Uh, Alessandra just called Dan, said that Chuck sent over his real proposal, and uh, she thinks she can salvage this. I- again, Dan should be firing her <laughs> because what? What the like? Get someone who actually He's reads your your book her, proposal. I, I guess like she yeah. kind of got him to where he is right now, sort of. Did she? I guess it was mostly her, her boss, but uh, she she she's really <laughs> enthusiastic and pushes his book. It just All seems right. like. He is a super buzzy author who could easily get a different agent right? so quickly. One that's yeah. not going to fall victim to, to Chuck. Yeah. To me, but that's the move. Know, but he, yeah. I guess he is loyal. So uh, Dan tells Blair he's going to head home. And uh, Blair's going to stay because Serena needs her. A uh, great friend Blair again. And she kisses Dan and heads back to Serena. Serena looks kind of upset at the kiss, I guess. But it's hard to gauge. And also Dan looks kind of confused. But I don't know why he would be. I don't know. I, I may... Maybe I'm just reading too much into their their facial expressions. Maybe it was no, nothing. No, I think she's pissed a little bit. Um, she's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm cool with it, but it's still gonna hurt a little bit. It's gonna be, have a little bit of a sting." Certainly, she's not. Yeah. Um, we hear Gossip Girl in voiceover saying that February isn't the end of winter in this town. There's still a long way to go. So shots fired at uh, Sean at Gallagher. It will not be. It will not be Gallagher's <laughs> winter on the Upper East Side. Gossip um, Girl's uh, the new Groundhog. That's right. Um, the Groundhog determining how many more weeks of winter. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Georgina's getting bored, so Georgina, as Gossip Girl, of course, is getting bored. So she emails Chuck. Thought you would want to see this, and she has a certain email from Lonely Boy that will make Chuck Bass's blood boil. And Gossip Girl sends Chuck the receipts that Dan was the one who sent in that video to ruin the wedding. Uh, I did actually forget about this somehow, even though it was such a heavy plot point in the last couple episodes. But uh, great move by our agent of chaos, Georgina. But at the same time, I'm like. This is never what Gossip Girl was supposed to be, just, like, inserting herself into the drama and being an actual character instead of just, like, an omniscient reporter and narrator. So right. I, this I don't Georgina's love when version, this happened. I, guess. I know, but I still yeah, yeah. like it. It's like, also, it's just, a, like, I, a really shitty, like, Gossip Girl is, is great for cliffhangers, and this is not a cliffhanger for us because we've known this for, like, four episodes now. So We've I've, known it, but now, but now Chuck knows it. So I know, now but I like, I like the cliffhangers that are like, what the fuck was that? I, don't, I can't wait to watch it because I don't know what's going but, on. Right, the we'd rather be like the audience what the fuck. that are reveals to the audience. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. much, much better. But I, I guess what, what is, what is Chuck going to do with this now? Yeah, he's angry. Home free, for you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that should have been the last reading. <laughs> it's clear. I mean, he's gonna now. He's, he was just told not to do this by Blair, and he's, he can't help himself, and he's gonna push Blair and Dan together. We'll see. Um, the doctor comes out of the hallway as the gossip girl is uh, still in voiceover saying, sadly, some won't survive the winter. Kind of a spoiler because we haven't been announced to CeCe's death yet. But uh, CeCe's <laughs> the doctor died <laughs> off screen. The doctor straight up says uh, he doesn't have good news. CeCe had a stroke while we were prepping her for surgery. There's nothing we can do. You need to go in and say your goodbyes. Uh, some heavy stuff. Just flat out, flat out delivered. Bye-bye, They're Susan. like. You need to go in and say goodbyes, and then one second later, she flatlines. Yes, they didn't have a lot of to, like. Surely they could have. She could have given them a little more time, but 
The family Maybe shocked. The could have been a little more urgent. Like, oh my god, yeah. she's like literally about to yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, go! Get in there. Everyone, say goodbye. They, um, they come in. She's like, "Where's Charlie?" And she left. Like, she just dies right away. She couldn't handle it. It's like this is CC. Like that. Like this is. Yeah. This is likely to be the only like major character death in the whole show. Like, who else is gonna die? We had Bart. Like, the, we had Bart we had die Bart. in season two. Okay, sure, you're right. Okay, I'm just talking out of my ass, but like, okay. it's none of no one, none <laughs> of the leaders are like gonna die soon. It, it, this yeah. is such a huge moment for so many of the characters, and it's just completely blown past. A hundred, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, they, they all go in. They see a very near death CC. Serena grabs her hand. Lily grabs her other hand and hugs her face. And then it's uh, it's lights out for CC. R.I.P. to a legend, and. Uh, IMDb does confirm this episode marks the last appearance of CC Rhodes. Uh, in case you thought there might have been Ghost CC uh, coming around anywhere, but <laughs> she is she's in the big oil rig in the sky. Aww. Even when you die, you still have to work on Carter's oil rig. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. And I know we we're like we need to wrap up and we have, we need to do all the segments, but I just okay. Was didn't somebody leave the hospital with an envelope that said Georgina on it? Also, yes. Our last yeah. shot is of Charlie. This is Charlie. She has Georgina's number on a napkin that she takes out of her purse. Uh, presumably, she kept this from the first time she met Georgina at the end of season four, and she still has I it in her it was purse. Maybe recently, when they they interacted, and she no, because like, Georgina was like, no, because when they the last time they interacted, or... Georgina was like, you should have called me. So oh, that was when she gave. <laughs> yeah, she already has. So she's just kept this napkin for a year now, and now, now she takes it out, and uh, we don't know what her plan is. And that's what gonna do? Our cliffhanger, what you... baby. <laughs> What's she, she calling has Georgina? Issue that she took out of a trash can. She says she does like voodoo <laughs> magic on it. <laughs> so that's our episode. Um, luckily, as we get into our segments here, we do have a very short uh, user review of, review of the week. I mentioned I didn't take comedy fan. I went to the Gossip Girl wiki, and a fandom user on February twenty first, twenty twelve, said, "Blair like how Dan kiss." <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Period. <laughs> that's also in the um, interest of time. That's going to be my uh, review for the episode. Too. <laughs> Next week, the episode is titled "The Princess Dowry." Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? Oh, Louis back. I bet. Well, I can't confirm that, but I can confirm that William Vanderwoodson returns to town. Oh, there he is. He said, "Did someone say cancer?" Comes <laughs> 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 back. <laughs> Let's do our episode grades. Need someone for Lily to interact with now that her mom is dead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy for it. Um, I went for I went first last week. Brendan, you can go first this week. What do you grade the episode? Um, I mean, we've been commenting on a lot of episode long how it, like, it did have a lot of great ideas, it didn't execute them very well. Uh it, it was just kind of messy in general. Um the event of the week was uh the death of a character. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sad to see her go. The reveal that's been building up you all season long was very lackluster, along with mm-hmm. the departure of of a great one. So uh, it's, but it's also fun. I don't know it's it's still Gossip Girl though. I, I'm, I'm gonna give it a C. All right, a C, a C. from Brendan. Sam, what C. do you grade the episode? C. 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 Um. I, well, Oops. I I felt like that. Well, no, I'm not. My, I'm not giving it a C. I felt like that <laughs> the, there was so much okay. potential, like we said. So, like, it really just flopped in the execution. There were major moments that happened that, like, should have been good. And, like, I feel like if they had just, like, if they had, like, pop, popped around a couple more ideas, they really would have had an amazing episode here. But, unfortunately, it, fl- it failed in the execution. But I do like a lot of the ideas. So I'm going to give it a B-. minus. Okay. Okay. So. 
And it was we, fun, like Brendan said. Yeah, we are all kind of echoing the same stuff. We, we've had some recent good episodes. I think we're really at the point of the series where the writers, yeah, they're having good ideas, but then they don't know really what to do with them. They're like throwing things at the wall and then just like switching from story to story. Um, I... You know, disagreeing with Sam, I hate that Dan and Blair are now, like, seemingly official. Uh, it doesn't come out of nowhere completely, but it kind of does. And, like, Blair stated she wants she's in love with Chuck, and now she just, like, randomly switches. Um, and so, you know, and everyone knows I feel that like Dan and Blair are better as friends, but that, that's neither here nor, nor there. Uh, Serena nor and there. Blair... Here, that's like a, that is yes serena and blair are fighting for the millionth time again and it's like serena just is like oh i'm mad at you no i'm not yes i am okay i changed my mind all right great why did we do any of that uh we finally get the ivor reveal but it was so underwhelming uh could have been a huge moment and everyone just hardly reacted the ucb theater thing like we said fun idea but they did not do nearly enough with it um and then you know, it just could have been way funnier, like that whole plot. Uh, Cece's death should have been way sadder. Like, we, we should have had that, at the very least, that goodbye scene needs to be longer. And had Cece, like, Cece needs to, like, say something and have less words. Like, right. how is Cece dying and I did not even come close to crying? Like, they, mm. they did not make this We laughed scene pretty anything. loud. Yeah, we laughed. Yeah, I don't exactly. think that a comedy theater should be in the same episode as Cece died. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Yeah. This is actually the scene they're acting out next week. The, the Cece's death. Everyone's painted gray. <laughs> and then the cliffhanger, also a little lackluster. Uh, Georgina is a fun Gossip Girl, but like I said, don't like that when Gossip Girl gets too involved. Uh, you know, it's a, kind of a different show now. A lot of complaints from me there. but uh, So even though this episode did make me laugh at some points and had some interesting parts, I am... Uh, the fact that they had good ideas and then didn't deliver on them kind of makes me even more mad. So I, I'm giving it a D plus. I'm the lowest on this episode here. So we're kind of all over the map. Um, Brendan, who's your MVP? Um, MVP goes to Blair for me. Uh, she nice. She's fun. I don't know. She, she's just a silly character. She was really pretty this episode too. Aw, very nice. Uh, Sam, who's your MVP? Matt, you go first. I need to think. <laughs> okay. Um, this one's tough because no one really has a good good episode. Like, I was considering Chuck because he executed his plan. But then the episode ends with him losing Blair and, like, bailing on the plan anyway. Um, I, I considered Blair as well because she made me laugh the most and she saves Dan's book proposal. But, like, yeah. I'm mad that she's randomly leaving Chuck for Dan now. So I'm not going to reward her for that. So uh, I'm going to give it to Cece because she no longer has to be a part of this family. She she got out. She did it. She's uh, <laughs> that's the spirit. An MVP on her, an MVP on her way out for CC for me. For me, I, I'm gonna go with Dan. I I feel like every, he came out on top, even though there was a lot of things in his way this episode. True. He's sort of like it, even if he and he and Blair are kind of back together, but either way, he he seems good, morally justified. Well, no, but I, you know, and also his book proposal was saved i feel like he's his career's on the upswing it's getting adapted dutifully by masters of the theater so <laughs> they give you my mvp that's true um lvps brendan who's your lvp uh i'm gonna give a tasteful lvp to cc <laughs> she's dead <laughs> she, <laughs> so you, she's you cancel mine you cancel mine out lvp for dying. she lost she that's lost so she life. loses the episode she loses the life she loses the episode <laughs> yeah. um I think plenty of options for LVP on this end. Like, uh, 
Serena's her annoying self. Charlie gets exposed. Carol gets exposed. Chuck loses Blair. Cece dies, as you said. But uh, to me, I have to go with Alessandra. She had one job to uh, do. All she had to do was read Zen's book, and instead she 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 fucked Chuck, and she <laughs> sent the prose in anyway. She she didn't even glance at it. She didn't even take one look at it to be like, oh, this isn't at all the, the, the proposal. Yeah. Um, but uh, she created that whole mess. So uh, she's lucky she wasn't fired, and she's only getting an LVP. So yeah. Alessandra is my LVP. Uh, Sam, who is yours? Sounds like an MVP if she fucked up so much and she didn't get fired. But I'm going to go with both the actual aunt and fake cousin. Both, like, all of their schemes were exposed. It, like, basically for no... If, if the cousin had just, like, not showed up... No, because then the other real cousin would have still showed up. Basically, they had a horrible idea and it flopped, obviously. <laughs> so they lost. And I'm... Co-LVPs, right. if that's a half oh, and LVPs. half, fine. Yes, it is a, that is a half and half for uh, Charlie and Aunt Carol getting the co-LVPs from Sam. All right, so that does it for um, all of our segments, except, of course, for Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. Where we mercilessly mock the the scenes from Gossip Girl that we that we portray. Um, it's, it's very comedic. Um, and we... <laughs> Real adaptation done lovingly. Yes, yes. So we'll be doing the scene from the beginning where uh, Serena and Blair are bickering and Dorota locks them in the, the kitchen together. Um, Sam, who, do you, who would you like to be? I mean... Oh my god. Sam's gotta be um, Serena. Sure. One of the all-time Serena <laughs> impressions. That is true. Uh, Brendan, do you want to be uh, your girl, Dorota? Sure. All right. So uh, if everyone has their scripts in front of them, uh, Serena Vanderwoodson, take it away. Well, this episode, this scene starts right after Blair asks if she should punish herself. Maybe they could have just <laughs> included that part of the quote. Anyway, <laughs> I'll start then. Serena. If you're referring to that hideous fur vest you wore yesterday, I'm the only one who suffered because I had to look at it. Can you pass the salt, please? Um, just checking the salt shaker here. Um, I'm afraid we're all out. I go get the more. Okay, bye, Dorota. Uh, and I'd like some more bacon. Crisp, please. Why don't you just take mine? You don't seem to have a problem doing that. Ooh. How long can you go on? Enough. I can't take it. Oh my god, Thank she you. locked both of the doors. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> Double doors. Oh, yes, she did. We're doing a great job making fun of this, by the way. Oh, yes, she did. Rhoda, come on. Rhoda! You're not coming out until you work this out. I don't care if it takes all day. Plop. Yeah, plop that key in your matronly bosom. And it plopped the key, too. <laughs> don't look at me. She works for you. The first wow. plop was a poop. We, we, we did such a great job uh, mocking that. Making fun um, of that, yeah. Of course, everyone is, everyone's uh, applauding us as we storm out. Um, so that, that does it for everything except, of course, for some plugs. But first, Sam, thank you so much thank for being you, the second you. member of the Six Timers Club. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug at this hour? Thank you for having me. Um, plugging Lonely Boys always. Uh, you can listen to me on my Survivor podcast, Bitter Jurors. Coming back for Survivor 46. Uh, it's very soon with the cast assessment. 
I also do a podcast, Buffy Boyfriends, with my boyfriend. We watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Matt has been on both the shows. Brendan, you've also been on yeah. the Vampires with uh, the Avatar stuff. And I do. I'm doing comedy, and I do. You know, yeah. I do actually do improv, and I lovingly <laughs> mock my favorite books, um, which is what improv is. Dot, dot, dot. Um, and I also just want to plug uh, my thanks that even though there was a hard out, we blew past it and still did over two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. The other members are they're, they're waiting in the other room. Uh, they'll be fine. Brendan, what are you plugging? Uh, in the interest of time, I will just say patreon.com slash the happy boys. Oh, I fucked it up. I changed it. <laughs> All right. Now we have to take well, this episode from the top. Take it from the top. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash boys media uh, you can find our OC coverage you don't seem too sure of yourself I hope that's correct <laughs> as for me I will also keep it brief but uh, this Sunday my favorite reality show what would you do comes back starring the iconic John Quinones season 18 after a four year hiatus so everyone should check it out uh, so that it doesn't get cancelled great great stuff going on there with uh, John Quinones um, but besides that you can follow me on Twitter, MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where we'll have another great guest and we'll be breaking down Season 5, Episode 17. Mm, can't remember what it was called. Oh, The Princess Dowry. Oh, Nailed yeah. it. Uh, but until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Hello, me boys. Oh. 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 Oh.